1: Hey everybody, it's Brad Williams and Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Today's
2: episode is brought to you by White Cloud e-cigarettes. We're not saying you should start smoking, but if you already do, awesome. And if you've ever wanted to try an e-cigarette, these are the ones to go with. White Cloud e-cigarettes offers over 20 flavors. That's almost as many as Baskin-Robbins. 20 flavors and 6 nicotine strengths. It's cheaper than other e-cigarettes that you'll see at convenience stores and with much more variety. White Cloud e cigarettes sponsors comedians they've been doing it for over two years now they've also sponsored uh comedy festivals like the boston comedy festival and the orlando indie comedy festival if you've ever been curious about trying an e-cigarette i have well the fling is the low cost no commitment way to do so and the fling offers same day ups shipping on orders before 6 p.m eastern but is there a website? Customers can go to wcecigs.com. That's wcecigs.com. But we want to make sure our listeners get them for cheap. So is there a coupon code? To get 25% off of the order, use the coupon code ALN Podcast. That's ALN Podcast at wcecigs.com to get your White Cloud e-cigarettes today. And now, enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Oh. I hope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love this theme song so much that <laughs> that I almost am surprised, quite honestly, that I don't wake up to this. Do <laughs> you think you think that that should be your like alarm clock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Mario Lopez is juggling <laughs> while that lyric is going. Now he's flexing. All right. Well, well sure. That's what he does. And then Screech flexes. That's not good. That's okay. how it closes.
1: Today, today, today. today that just, today, today. that just screams out like the jump where you all freeze in the air with your <laughs> fist up, like
2: today. You know how bad I want a sitcom with you and I where we both freeze jump. Oh, absolutely! But guess what? Not in the intro. At the end of every episode, <laughs> doesn't matter what's going on, we freeze jump. So, so and the director's like, guys, you can't freeze jump at the end of every episode. I go, that's what the guy who just got fired says.
1: Yeah. And he goes, huh? It's our show. We can freeze jump as many times <laughs> as we want. Freeze jump mid-episode. Why not? Wow. We could have a conversation while we're frozen. You, you don't know, man.
2: <laughs> you don't know. Uh, we could talk about Saved by the Bell of the College Years forever. Which is both a blessing and a curse of this podcast. Sure, absolutely. But uh, I'd like to talk about our guest today. Yeah! Who is uh, a guy we've been wanting to have on for a long time because he's uh, one of the funniest comics in the game. And he's one of the uh, guys who's had a journey and uh, jobs in the business and Mm -hmm. a growing up before comedy story that... You just forget that even there's other that there's stories like this to even exist. Absolutely, um, our guest is Owen Smith. Yeah, and he uh, he grew up in a a very uh, not a very easy place in Maryland. Sure, uh, to live single with moms a, a in a whole apartment building of single
1: moms. Right, and uh, Wh- which we found out, and just to have that whole sort of neighborhood dynamic, which we found out, like every one in the neighborhood kind of. B- bound together to
2: raise all the kids. You and I didn't grow up in American a predominantly neighborhood. African-American neighborhood where, as we found out, we're... <laughs> what, I mean, smile.
1: I mean, based on how I wear my pants, you might think that. <laughs> but, uh, shockingly, no. And, uh, and, based the-
2: ha- and based on how perfectly my sideburns are trimmed, you might think <laughs> that. Uh, but, like, hearing Owen tell us about how he... When he realized he wanted to be a stand-up comedian, and he'll tell the story better, he kept it a secret because it was so such common knowledge that if you told people your dreams Mm -hmm. that they would shoot you down and tell you and you have this very impressionable child mind that was going to believe right somebody who was older than you that you go oh they've been out in the world they're an adult they know that this is not possible that's why they're telling me yeah and
1: uh yeah that's something i've never even considered so to, to to hear that and to hear that owen had the maturity And the and the wherewithal to do that is uh, just mind blowing. And
2: how incredible his mom was and instrumental in his uh, you know growing up and following his dreams. And you and I, who are you know both mama's boys, and and appreciate a good mama story. Damn right, Um, unbelievable. And then his story of just getting to L. A., getting a writing job when everybody hates Chris, getting into a punch up battle with Chris Rock. That story, I love this story. (laughs) It's unbelievable.
1: Playing a game of can you top this? With Chris Rock and not being intimidated, just go because how many guys would have the stones to do that? Uh, Chris Rock says a joke and you say a joke on top of that. Chris Rock fires back and you're like, "Oh really, motherfucker?" <laughs> and I don't know why I did that in that voice. Uh, and, and it, 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 it's just a really fascinating interview with him, and o, and Owen's one of these guys where. Uh, you might say Owen oh, Smith, who's that? But then if you Google him, you would be like, "Oh, that guy."
2: Yeah, because because he's been in so many commercials. He's done so much. He's written for award shows that you've watched. He's written for so many TV shows that you've watched. Um, and his stand-up comedy is um, quickly uh, getting more and more uh, in your face on the internet. And right now, right now, you can get it. His new stand-up special, uh, which you got to get, called "Good Luck Everybody," is available for download on his website. Uh, Owen Smith is and Brad and I both watched it and uh, you it's know what good man We don't bullshit because it doesn't serve us to not plug shit we don't like right And uh, Owen has such a fucking sharp mind from the moment I saw him at the comedy store, I was like, oh, this guy just like gets it and has such a great way of delivering stuff that like you know his this special is is very much about getting engaged and being married and being right. out of the game now. And, and that and that transition from being the single guy,
1: uh, to the married guy and looking back on his single years and now looking what his single friends are up to and Owen's one of those guys where he's he, he's sort of been a comic secret like, 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 like we've all known about yeah. him and we've all known he's funny yeah. and now uh, especially with this special he's he's gonna pop and we're letting you guys in on a secret that we've known for a while, and it's exciting. So, by all means, go to his website, Smith dot com. Download the special. It's only five bucks. Well worth
2: it, and uh, you're re- you're really gonna have. it And he time. shot the whole special on ten iPhones, which 10 has iPhones. never been done before. It looks great. It sounds great. Uh, his material again is so strong. He shot at the Westside Comedy Theater in Santa Monica, which is a great, uh, great little small venue that that Neil Brennan runs a uh, every Sunday night show at, and uh, Owen. Crushed it, and uh, you got to get it. His special. Good luck, everybody, at owensmithisfunny. dot com. Uh, of course, you can also check out his podcast on owensmithisfunny. dot com. The podcast is called Alias Smith and Leroy Podcast. Uh, it's uh, Owen. They interview a lot of. Uh, African-American uh, entertainers uh, people mm-hmm. that have you know the guy who just wrote 12 Years a Slave they just right. had on uh, somebody who was one of the big producers at everybody hates Chris with him um, It's it, hearing these again great stories from people who didn't just show up to Hollywood and get a key to sure. success right. uh, and uh, Owen is definitely one of those guys uh, that has put in the time and the work and is now uh, reaping the benefits follow Owen on Twitter at Owen Smith for real the number four and then the word real Owen Smith the number 4 reel on Twitter follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. follow Brad on Twitter at Funny Brad. and come see us live Brad where are you going to be coming up
1: well Syracuse New York I'm coming to you I'm going to be at the Funny Bone June 18th to the 21st Syracuse New York in San Diego California I'm doing a theater show that's right a theater show I'm going to be at the Observatory Theater in San Diego July 2nd and then uh, Irvine California near my hometown uh, July third, I'm gonna be at the, at the, Irvine, the Irvine, Irvine Irvine Impone. I'm bringing Mr. Adam Ray
2: to bum, that to bum, that show. Bum, bum.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's and on stage <laughs> we're gonna do a, a, a slow motion high five, and then we're gonna freeze in midair. Oh my god, we're, if we can. All right, we're so not don't. quite sure how we're gonna do it, but if anyone has David Copperfield's phone number, if you could just uh, tweet it at or us or his DVD on how to float. Sure, uh, <laughs> we'll make that happen. So come out and see the About Last Night podcast crew. July 3rd at the Irvine Improv. Adam, where are you going to be?
2: Well, this Saturday I'll be at the Ice House Comedy Club in Pasadena uh, doing Stage 2 at 9.30. Come see me there. And then Scottsdale, Arizona, I will be at the Laugh Factory June 25th through the 28th. At the Laugh Factory Brand new Laugh Factory In Scottsdale, Arizona Get your tickets at LaughFactory.com And then of course uh, You can see me with Brad July 3rd 7.30 and 9.45 The Irvine Improv Get your tickets at Improv.com Come out and see us A bunch of new material From both of us And that club's incredible Uh, Come out Party with us We'll for sure be Staying down there Having a great time We will be There's always a lot of chaos When we stay in the OC area There there really is Stories that we cannot tell On this podcast (laughs) Which I know bums you out uh, but you know what? Come to the show, and maybe you get to hang out with us after and see these stories Maybe you'll be a part in of the life. stories. Maybe we'll talk about you on the podcast. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, and then, of course, I'm headlining my home club, Bellevue, Washington. The Parlor Live in Bellevue, Washington. June 9th through the 11th. Get your tickets at parlorlive.com. Uh, and then, of course, I just added two shows in New York. I'm a headline. Levity Live in West Nyack on July 29th at 8 p.m. And Gotham Comedy Club in New York City. On July 30th, also an 8 p.m. show. Get your tickets at uh, improv.com for both of those clubs. And, of course, keep subscribing to the podcast on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. Comment on the iTunes page. Can't say it enough. Takes two seconds. Write something positive, yes. please. Uh, or negative eight. If you hate the podcast, hey, freedom of speech, man. But guess sure. what? We will find a way to delete your negative Bullshit. <laughs> and and
1: we'll, and we'll use a tracking device. I know a, l- a lot of good hackers. And uh, we'll replace your entire iTunes music library with nothing but Nickelback songs. No! You think I won't do it, but I will.
2: Then head over to storemerchandise.com and pick up your ALN merch. We've got Rony and the Quave shirts and mugs. We've got the Titanic shirts and mugs. We've got ABLN shirts. Get the merch. Wear it to the shows. Show your support, man. We love that you listen and tweet at us and email us and, and comment on the iTunes page uh and tell us in person it's the best for both of us when people come up it's it's great every time yeah i mean it's uh, (laughs) it's great every time it's it's kind of like a blowjob
1: even when it's not that great it's fucking great but
2: you also just seem like one of the old ladies in like a denny's commercial when they're like how did you like the grand slam breakfast it's great every time It's a,
1: it's a, it, great. Now it, Mildred it's gets go-to. her SAG
2: card. Yeah, it's a, it's a fucking. By the way, Mildred oh, gets her sad card. There's another one, <laughs> one, one men show I'm putting on. I'm pretty
1: sure Morgan Freeman narrates narr- it. Narr- narr- let me tell you about the time Mildred went down to the acting office
2: and she got a sad card. <laughs> she then had to pay. The dues. end. <laughs> it's the shortest play ever. <laughs> Uh, and of course uh, Go to AboutLastNightPodcast.com To listen to all past episodes And when you're there Click on the Amazon banner And do your shopping Through the Amazon banner And pick up a copy Of uh, of Owen Smith's uh, special Yep um, Good luck everybody uh, mm-hmm. Pick up a copy Of Pop-Tart Suicide My comedy CD Pick Absolutely. up a copy Of Brad CD's Hi, uh, Hi-Ho
1: and Coming Up Short, do that.
2: And also, if you're there, you know, uh, just pick up, I
1: don't know, old Fraggle Rock DVDs. Oh, you got to do that. Absolutely. Maybe a drone. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Uh, just don't get a drone that could actually pick up dwarves. That fucking
2: terrifies Does me. that exist? I don't know, but I don't want it to. Do you just sit around creating fears? I, probably. Like, things like, I mean, like, there's enough Wait. to worry about in the world. But I guess, as a comedian, we have so much downtime. Sometimes you YouTube pregnancy videos in Sacramento. Sure. Sometimes, not talking about me, but sometimes (laughs) it was the most terrifying thing I've ever seen.
1: Yeah. uh, uh, Sometimes I just think about all all the things that I have to worry about that you guys don't. Like uh, dogs that mistake me for a chew toy. I'm (laughs) I'm terrified of that shit. I'm terrified of it. Listen, man. Uh, curbs that are way too high that I'm not that I'm not expecting. All of a sudden, the fall is is is, is just catastrophic. <laughs> so yeah, that. And then I'm just worried about drones. Drones are getting bigger and better, and pretty soon one's gonna just pick me up and. Take me away like one of the pterodactyls from Jurassic World. I'm terrified of this shit. <laughs> nice this is happening. In fact, I'm going to go buy a helmet right now. Great. I'm going to go through the About aboutlastnightpodcast.com nice. and click on the Amazon banner, then buy the helmet from Amazon. But
2: it, I'm, I'm scared, Adam Ray. Those are the dwarf fears. Those are the Twitter handles. That's all the merch info. That's all the tour date info. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy a very hilarious episode of the About Last Night Podcast with our guest, the very funny Owen Smith. Uh, <laughs> Uber, were you here last night? Uh, I, no, I can just feel it. I could feel the energy. <laughs> I was, I was is that great. a good thing or is it like no, a? Oh, it's hilarious. This is coming from an almost married man. Oh yeah, well I'm married now. Married. Was, yeah
0: yeah yeah I yeah. got the ring yeah. 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 Thanks yeah, man. Yeah. Good. So I but I know what this is. I see that look in your <laughs> eye. <laughs> You got there, he got the guitar case against the walls. Oh Do you play? Oh my god, you got there, all
1: of the things. There's not even a guitar in there. <laughs>
0: no, 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 it's not a guitar <laughs> in there. Fuck it's, you. A, it's, it's just right an here. empty He's case. Got a trophy. He's uh, got a bar. He's got his Mad Men bar over here. You know what? <laughs> you know what's so funny about it? It's like,
2: I love that you're assessing this as if I did any sort of planning that went into creating the ambiance. This no. is just like literally. I, uh, my roommate and I, I mean, it's like, you know, I brought that couch from Seattle. Uh-huh. I put up this stuff because once we established we're going to do the podcast yeah. here. And then it was like, oh, yeah, we both just started putting booze there, but we don't, neither one of us, like, try to organize it in a real fancy fashion. Yeah, and no. So there's also lighters and keychains and basketball trophies from rec leagues that were co ed oh, that don't, don't really matter, but I held on to because it's fucking, it's a <laughs> talking a, yeah, point. And, it, <laughs> and it's a trophy. And Every- plus, there, there's,
1: I mean, sure, there's a basketball player on the bottom of the trophy, but you can make some shit up. You <laughs> make could, up. You know, like some woman says, "Oh my God, what's that trophy for?" You'd be like Nobel Peace Prize. I said, oh, yeah, got a Pulitzer too. Uh, they just—that's uh, a Congressional Medal of Honor. I was okay. over in Afghanistan. Yeah. We lost a lot of good men, oh, but uh, now, now, but now, but now, now I'm back, fe- fe-
2: feeling very safe in your arms. You know. <laughs> and then you walk in, you got the pool, right? You yeah, can like man. give a little tour, right? Oh, oh my God, this is great. <laughs> this is I just love just the energy that now, I'm feeling here.
1: Now, fuck now, now that you're married, are yes. you have you turned into that guy now that's like you sort of live through your single buddies, like um, like you kind of encourage them to do crazy shit. I just still so you can celebrate my single buddies. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not at the place yet where I'm
0: like, man, you got to fuck over us. Like I'm not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which is the weirdest sentence <laughs> a man can say yeah, to another yeah, man, crazy. dude. My dick is your dick <laughs> now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, like but what? it's so true. <laughs> everyone's like everyone's got those buddies that like are just that but that's a what do you figure that place being if you're married and you're starting to well I've always been pro us like I feel like you know
0: it's kind of hard our point of view gets swallowed up you know mm-hmm. what I mean and so what what I enjoy doing because I have I come from a family of a lot of women and I enjoy when they complain about men I listen. And then I enjoy saying, or oh, it could be this. And I enjoy them not getting defensive. Yeah. I really love them going, I never looked at it that way. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like always been my M.O. Like like the the special I just shot, like the whole thing I came up with was that. Because I hear a lot of women say they have to kiss a lot of frogs to find their prince. Mm-hmm. You hear that. And that's, you know, okay, I get it. Yeah, But I started thinking about it. I was like, well, nobody talks about... All the women we frogs got to take out to dinner, <laughs> dancing, movies, concerts, and, on trips,
1: yeah. and then and then we kiss them, and we're like, oh, we're still a fucking frog, still, yeah. <laughs> and they had a full
0: belly before they had to kiss us, full belly of food. They got to see the, the Beyonce, trophy. Yeah, the trophy. On yeah, my the shelf. trophy. <laughs> they got a nice tour of the spot, almost a guitar with, with an acoustic concert. So
2: it was just like, you know, yeah. How many yeah. women? Because I was uh, raised by my mom and sis. Pretty yeah. much, my sis went away. Uh, or to a school and it was just my mom and I and I definitely feel like that has contributed to me being a uh, and I know we joked about my single life before we got in here, but I was in three back-to-back relationships for pretty much from 19 to like 27. And I feel oh, like, shit. yeah. And, and, and that's why I'm single. So right that's now. why the incredible Hawk is right now. <laughs> you got the face hair and shit. Got the, I got the fucking, got the got fucking the Beach Boys hair. tank top, it's the chest hanging off. I don't know what happened last
0: <laughs> night. That's a personal question, Owen. Um, uh, but um, I mean, my like, mom, my mom, I was raised, I, I joke, I say I was raised by a single mom. Mm-hmm. I joke and say before it was popular meaning that like when i was dating every woman it, you, when you get to an age where every woman you meet has a kid mm-hmm. you know what i mean you're like oh shit like it's that classic scene right. where you you're like you're in a food court and you see a girl walk through you're like oh my gosh she's fine and shit it's like slow motion her hair is blowing <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. then she stops and she turns around come on here boy and like <laughs> and three little kids run up behind you like oh right. fuck and yeah. everybody
2: just go back to texting or <laughs> and
0: so it's like so I mean But I'm, it definitely
2: made you Like for me It made me more Definitely sensitive And like you said Like mm. um, to listen To the other side Like yeah. if you were always In the middle of Hearing like you said They're complaining But did you just Innately know like oh, okay Like there's no, I'm no, gonna listen No it was all We're all engineered And we're
0: all taught My mom told me That she raised me To be the man She wished she married So wow. my, my dad had He was ra- I was born in the Bahamas But I was raised in Maryland So I grew up in Maryland I, I, I would go back To the Bahamas You know To hang out with my dad But my dad you know how you like, you you. Uh, I seek to understand who my father was. So my father, he was only really given uh, props if he was, you know, getting some pussy. Can I say pussy on that? Yeah, say whatever you, you yeah, want, to yeah. want. Like so, like, and I remember as a kid when I would talk to like my grandparents, my grandfather. I'd be like seven. He he would call me on my birthday and I'd be like, Hey, how you doing, man? You, you got a girlfriend? I was like, I'm seven. Let me talk back to your mom. Like it was like a, it was like I disappointed him. Wow. Like I should be out here in these streets, like getting these bitches. But uh I didn't but my mom didn't raise didn't like didn't give me a pat on the back you know, when I was if I if I had a girlfriend or you know, she was like, All right, that wasn't a, a thing, like a you know, mm-hmm. but for my dad you know, whoever he, whatever women he had, that gave him status, and so he didn't know how to turn that off. So when you were in a monogamous relationship with a person who loved as hard as my mom did, yeah. he, he didn't know how to value that. Like he told me, he didn't become a man, meaning uh, that that he was was not unfaithful until he was like fifty five, because wow. he had to just see like all the damage his shit did. So you know, he was to like a tornado,
1: people. and then he had to like look behind yeah. himself and go. Damn, that was me? That
0: was me, yeah. Oh, but, he, wow. but he didn't know, you know, what is, who is what his selfishness was affecting. Right. You know what I mean? But I lived with it. Yeah. So, like, grow, growing up with my mom, I just knew, I knew that, you know, the hurt that she had. You could she see gambled. how much it was affecting her. Yeah, yeah, man. And this woman, I loved her. And she was so unselfish and just raised me, you know. Uh, you know, she was like, I, I joke, but she was like that Baltimore Riot mom. Like, I grew up in a neighborhood where there were all those elements. Mm-hmm. My mom just did not – she was not afraid to embarrass herself to go get me. I love <laughs> that video, that's, that's my mom. My mom was that, like – it got to the point, like, I had to be home. Everybody knew in my neighborhood that I had yeah. to be home when the streetlights were on. Mm-hmm. But I was the only child, which meant I had a football. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like a lot of my friends had brothers and sisters, so if it's one income – you know, that's when people say, we grew up poor, dude. We, were, we weren't rich, but I, it was enough money for me to have a football. So yep. I'd mm-hmm. be the dude. We'd be playing football with my football. Yeah. But the whole yeah. neighborhood knew I had to be home <laughs> when them lights came on or Viola Smith was going to come outside <laughs> and just get this so, – with rollers right. on and a belt. And she would call my name. I don't know if you remember that P. Diddy video when he was like, bad boy. My mom yeah, was walking, and the were like,
3: oh.
0: <laughs> and you would see the little thugs and the dudes that – selling weed or whatever they'd be like yo oh, and shit here come your mother like they was like would she whoop that belt like Indiana Jones Was she was about to battle the yeah. line like yeah. and if she did not care house robe just walking out like where the fuck is my son and mm-hmm. my mom but she was real she wouldn't She wouldn't curse in public she would sure. go forgive my French and shit like that and so she would go oh and, and you, it was so funny to, here come your mother and like the neighborhood would work together I'd be like which way is she coming from she
1: coming from the front way <laughs> go the back way yeah. <laughs> it's, kind of, it, 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 it's kind of like an echo you're just like it, it's like you're in a scene from Friday the 13th yeah. And all, and all you're hearing is the. Yeah, sh-
2: <laughs> it became like he's, he's coming. What's happening? That's you, it. You guys were like the Goonies of the streets. you were like trying to. Together, in. man. Yeah. It was it was
0: so so. Whenever I tried to get involved in like that silliness, they would always be like, Nah, man. No nah, mm-hmm. man, you know your mother ain't gonna have it. Like everybody knew. Wow. So, and so they, like they were
1: all protecting
0: you. Yeah, it became, and that's what's gonna happen to that kid. Mm-hmm. Both the, the community's gonna protect that dude. Absolutely. They're gonna be like you. Know, you know you need to be home. Yeah, and that's we saw what be. your mom did. Yeah, and yeah. that's
1: what she did. Uh, Adam. Did you see that video? Yeah, yeah. How how yeah. great was that? Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, because because moms and parents you see you see too often yeah. uh, of, of of a parent whose kids getting into some stuff and she's just saying like I I I don't know what happened. Yeah. I, I I don't know what occurred and I don't know what I can do. Uh, well,
0: there's an option. Get in there. <laughs> yeah, my mom had. She kept me busy too. Yeah, it was amazing, man. She just. She, she kept me involved, so I didn't have a lot of idle time. Like, I had practice, you know what I mean? Like, I can't come. Practice for what? Well, I played basketball. Yeah. I played baseball. I got all those trophies, <laughs> baseball. Were you always just tall? I was always one of the taller people, yeah. so that helped, too. Yeah. Um, but I have a short torso, so when I sit down, people think I'm – not that tall. Oh, you I totally to feel your down. pain, Owen. A <laughs> short tor- I to torso. Oh, it's got to suck for you. Having a short torso, oh, but Brad. still but, but but still being 6'2. Oh,
1: God. Oh. Get
2: over it. You ain't growing,
1: Brad. You must have cried yourself in sleep every night with that short tar- torso. They called you Short Torso Smith. STS. Oh, I got that STS, Short Torso Smith ah. Syndrome. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna leave this whole topic alone. <laughs> but yeah,
3: <laughs> what, were you yeah. okay?
0: She so did all sports. I and did. Then. I played a lot of sports. But speaking of trophies, though, yeah. it was funny because um, whenever Joe Rogan uh, comes to the comedy store, or whenever Joe Rogan walks past me, mm. someone feels the need to tell me how many like black belts he has, like how accomplished he is as like a fighter. It just comes up casually. They go, sure. "You know, he's a triple black. Dude, you know." And it's like it's legendary how amazing he is in self-defense i don't really know him personally mm-hmm. i just i don't understand him. why are you, are you a big no well i'm, I'm getting to okay, a point gotcha. like it's like so like whenever whenever he walks by somebody just goes you know basically you know he can fuck you up like it's basically that's in the air you know what i mean like wow. he, i don't know what his belts are you guys may know specifically a lot
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. like the guy walks by and you see rogan and it's, and it's not like it's a surprising thing yeah it's not like Rogan's walking by as a twig and you're like did you know he actually has it's like no you yeah, look yeah. at that guy like yeah he could probably fuck me up without the black belts Yeah, now but, he's a trained weapon you're, you're just putting a scope on top yeah. of a cannon yeah. it's like, I don't Jesus.
2: care what the color of the band that's holding up his pants uh, is <laughs> like he just looks like a big dude he looks like yeah. a big dude
0: but so um, my point is when I was growing up I got, you know, you get those trophies. Yeah. And one time, one of my trophies broke, and I didn't know there was a place where they made trophies. Mm-hmm. So we went to go get the trophies repaired, and I was like, oh, shit, they got martial arts trophies. So when I say my allowance, I would just buy, like, martial arts trophies so that it was spread in the neighborhood that I could do that shit. <laughs> and all I had to do was that's- take one little lap with Brilliant. my trophy, and motherfuckers <laughs> right. would be like, yo, you know, he could fuck you up. He'd be having them trophies oh with the little God, fighting men on it. And that's one of the things I used to do, <laughs> just so I could. And then, fortunately, it never got to a point where a girl could be like, "He could fuck you up." Yeah, like yeah, I yeah, never, exactly. I never had to like. I'm
2: sure you had those it. thoughts though, right? Like, God, what if I get in a position? No. <laughs> yeah,
0: man. But it was something about the power of motherfuckers. If somebody just saves just somebody, knowing. could fuck you up. Yeah. It's a weird thing. So I was right. like, man, how much did that trophy cost? <laughs> you know what I mean? Twenty five dollars. Shit. And I went and I would buy just one Best little trophy. Best investment ever. And I would start with a little one, and I just walk around yeah. the neighborhood. And You're just holding couple, it, yeah. In a couple more months, I get a little medium one. Well, I'll just do a walk. <laughs> now what, I don't say shit. I'm just walking. To now to pe- my could car. people see what it was, or would they ask you? And oh the yeah, event, were, and then, the light. Well, I, I will hold it up. I might stop and talk. Yeah, it was a little little thing. I do little Taekwondo, whatever. The on the side. Out. Yeah, man. But don't I don't want people knowing. I would just do that shit and walk out. And I
2: don't want people to know man, as oh, I'm, I'm carrying good. the trophy. Yeah, around. yeah, as,
1: yeah. As, as, as I pass my house, do yeah. another lap around the that block. That was it, man. That was it. That was my move. Listen, I don't want people to know. I know I'm carrying this flashlight in my right. Hand and I'm shining light on the trophy in my left hand, <laughs> right, right. but I I'm mean like, that's, that's just to keep it shiny. I, yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking about yeah. with me trying to brag about this. It. Dude, that like, that is so clever because as a kid, like you get a trophy at the end of the year, you don't realize there's a trophy store. You yep. just think like. Well, there, there's a god of sports, and mm-hmm. he looked down upon our team and yep. said, you have earned this, <laughs> yeah. my children, and yeah. gave us a tr- – It's like, no, you just go no. down to the damn store. Yeah. And also, we and waste yeah. trophies.
2: We get these trophies from the sports, and then you put them on a shelf, and they sit there, and nothing and happens. Collect dust. Point being, yeah. behind me – t- Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, now it's serving Man, a great right, purpose. <laughs> you back, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, now. No, hey, it's I really- would love to do, like, a montage of all the lies <laughs> <laughs> you told about this trophy.
0: To all the different <laughs> you know, I was in that. Oh, oh, was in Hilarious.
2: Yeah, well, you're right. Well, off from the Kickstarter if you want to make the documentary. <laughs> ah, let's uh, do it. But uh but that you actually like just, you know made a uh, purpose out of it. Now for comedy. Yeah. Wh- how did you uh I mean was your mom influential in that or was your oh, sisters man. like having all
0: like yes and no. Like I loved making my my mom is one of eight. So she is, is so I had a lot of aunts. I had um um I had uh six beautiful aunts and, and two uncles. One of my mm-hmm. uncles passed. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, but yeah, and my whole family's from New Jersey on my mom's side, and uh, they're just the best laughers, man, and 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 they Remember, like, to, the first thing you ever did that, like, made every, like- Yeah. Well, there was something where the
2: whole family laughed at you, right, where you did yeah. something? Yeah.
0: Well, for me, it was also, like, being from the Bahamas, like, I don't have thick eyebrows, and I just look different. I have a big, a bigger forehead than most people in my neighborhood, so I'd be outside playing. We all black, but <clears throat> one kid would always be like, where are you from? You huh. look, you, where are you from? I'd be like, I'm from, I live over there, 572. Now, nah, where are you from? And I'd be like, I'm from the Bahamas. And I had a lisp and shit in the Bahamas. <laughs> you bahama Hey, y'all, he bahama man. <laughs> and so you had to learn how to, like, make fun of yourself and make sure. fun of other people. And and it was just, I developed that muscle, like, real fast. And then I I just used to be funny. I, I, and I loved making people laugh. And it kind of kept them
2: away from focusing in, and I wasn't really from where they were you know it's funny how uh, real quick sorry to interrupt mm-hmm. but like being the self deprecation how uh uh necessary that is as a kid but you don't realize because you still um you want to be accepted you want to be a part oh, but yeah. if you just have a little bit of a sense of humor about yourself yeah. and can do it uh make fun of yourself not only does that put everybody at ease but it's it's so like not not a lot of kids do it not so a kids it's an it. easy way to be accepted and then also take the pressure off yourself of yeah. uh yeah. Of being really sensitive about yeah. shit. And you learn your matter. limits. It's
0: like um you learn like you learn when you go too far. Like back when I grew up, Jerry curls were out. So it was a sensitive thing, but it was also it was a home run thing. I, you know, <laughs> if I start in on this curl, I'm gonna have a right. good night. You know what I mean? I'm about to be legendary. Well, but some people will be waiting for you yeah. in front of your building, like I ain't like all that shit you said about my <laughs> curl. Shit. So you had to be you had to figure it out. Like, did you see the trophy motherfucker? You know, it's, <laughs> it's out there
1: about me. <laughs> you know, so it well, was Well that's like, the thing, you can't leave it's it's like as a boxer, you don't just come in throwing the haymaker. Nah, nah. You got to come in with a couple of jabs and, mm. and, and set them up. So you got to always have that. You got to have that Jerry Curl joke chambered. Yeah, it like, right there. All right, like in emergency break glass. Yeah, if, yeah. It, if, if it gets to this point.
2: Yeah. Um. Before we get into more of, of just childhood comedy uh, yeah. and how that got going. Uh, Bahamas, growing up there. How, yeah. so You spent how much time there?
0: Well, nine months, and then my mom oh, and really? dad spit up. Yeah, they were married for six years. Had me. Um. Uh, mm-hmm. My my dad was you know, doing what he was doing and my mom just had enough and um just took me out yeah. of the Bahamas. Yeah. And I found out later that um I don't wanna say this on air, but I found out I wasn't taken out like legally because <laughs> okay. years later I'm taking it with out of my dad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I found out in the in in the passport office my dad was like, You should get a Bahamian passport because it's, it's hot right now for Americans and I don't want you to be overseas and they see your American passport and they they fuck with you I was like oh yeah let's go do it so we go down there and I had a lot of commercials running at the town so I was like yeah let's go do it and I went in and it was was the easiest passport process ever because we had to contact a relative who uh, worked in the the, because the Bahamas is very slow with Bureaucratic red tape. Like you, when you go there, that you slow down. You know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, but they were able to call somebody and I get island time is real. Island time is very real. Yeah. So I was able to go down there and get um, my birth certificate, a copy of it, really quick yeah. to prove that I was born in the Bahamas, and I was born right before they got to independence, which means all my children. Uh, when I have children, they can become Bahamian citizens if they choose. Right. Really, so I was born seven three seventy three, and Bahamian Independence Day is seven nine So six days wow. right before this, when they were still a British colony, right? Mm-hmm. So we go in, and I was I got a new picture. I was very happy in the picture. Yeah. I was like, "This is gonna be a dope passport." <laughs> go right through, and this lady goes, "How'd you get into the Bahamas? How'd you leave the Bahamas?" And I was like, "Ah, was uh, my dad. Uh, he was messing up, and my mom just you know took me. How'd you?" get out of the Bahamas. My mom on a plane. Obviously I was I was nine months, you know, Mm -hmm. and my dad was like, This is this is bullshit. Let me talk to your supervisor. So they put us in a smaller room. And another lady comes in. How'd you get out of the Bahamas? It's like, I, I, you know, again, my fi- yeah. plane, airplane. Nine
1: months old. Don't yeah, exactly nine, have a photographic memory situation. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know what I
0: did. I was nine. I just went yeah. with the people. To- so I call my mom on the side. I go, Mom, we in this passport office, and we trying to I'm trying to get a passport. And I hear my mom. It's only one other time my mom yelled this much. She was like, get the hell out of there now like you oh, hear God. it coming through the phone i go all right so we're gonna go and then i go i go and uh and you know i had a little bit of ego with it i was like maybe when i become you know famous enough they'll let me you know just get a passport and she goes oh i know who you are Shark, shock, shock. she's she did one of my commercials right to my face get out yeah right to right to my face wow. and i was like oh, i know who you are shock so i had this commercial where my arm gets bitten off by a shark mm-hmm, yeah and uh, I was like, whoa. And um, yeah, so apparently in their system, I was not released. Uh, oh, you wow. know, And so I was scared. I didn't know if I'd have fuck to stay yeah, there man. and all yeah, this other no, no, shit. Do you
2: start to fantasize about, wow, maybe I just start a new life in the Bahamas? Like uh, maybe
0: Nah, that hasn't. No, yeah. it hasn't gotten to that point.
2: But mm-hmm. I just remember, what the fuck what happened, ma?
0: And it's that she doesn't really talk about that yeah, time. You sure, know what I mean? Sure. It's just like. She's like, I did what I had to do. So
1: well, like, and yeah. in addition to uh, the stuff that's going on with your family, yeah. uh, I would almost look at that situation of you getting out of the Bahamas mm-hmm. uh, for your career as a good thing because I know that if I was raised in the Bahamas, yeah. I wouldn't be doing jack shit. Oh no, I Cause, know because it's <laughs> yeah. beaches and it, it, it's, it's it's crazy. Be- it's beautiful people everywhere and it's just like why would I work really hard like, like paradise. yeah like people work really hard to get to a place like this I'm, like I'm good yeah, yeah your jerry
2: curl bits probably aren't gonna hit All as hard as <laughs>
1: i although they might still have them there <laughs> it's slowly getting through slowly. Like they, they're only on Karate Kid <laughs> yeah too. they still oh, think Will Smith Bahamas. is
2: still rapping over there <laughs> <laughs> Like, have you heard this, fucking like, just the two of us. <laughs> right, this is right. great.
1: Welcome to Miami. It's right there. <laughs> hey, it's, it's the best. That's, yeah. our, that's our jam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man.
2: What uh, What music were you into as a kid? As a kid, man, I was all I was
0: into. My my cousin Daniel, man, he was like my big brother. He introduced me to Run DMC, and I was yeah. so into that hip hop. Era like and we used to break dance in the neighborhood <sighs> and I was in the R&B the first concert I saw was New Edition oh my god oh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. yeah man New oh, man. Edition man how name, was that it was insane oh it was god. me boo uh Miranda, Preston my mom took us my mom was like the the commu- she was the community she would Good take us her, to practice man. and back she was there man and so we saw New Edition and we came home and we formed the R&B singing group like, Me what? Boo, Mirando, Preston, <laughs> what? and uh I want to say Cross-Eye Craig and Or Fat Adrian. Wait, uh, was we, subbed in? Cross-Eye yeah. Cross-Eye Craig. Yeah, yeah, this cross is why Craig, we grew man. up wrong, Brad. Dude, yes, our friends are dude. like Matt and Steve. Nah, right. Man, I had the best friends, best they had the best names ever, man. Me I... Boo, Preston, Mirando, Cross-Eye Craig, my man Demartius. Uh, I didn't
1: have a Lazy-Eye had... Larry or anything <laughs> like that.
0: Cross-Eye had... Craig's a barber too now. It's it's phenomenal. Oh, wait, he cuts God. hair and he got a cross-eye? But everybody knows. Everybody know, he, everybody know he's the nicest so yeah. but if you knew you'd be like yo oh, but Right. He's the nicest with it. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, see we had like Weird
2: Titty Jill cuz she had like one titty that was bigger than the other in 6th grade. <laughs> this is a
3: great name. We had
2: like fucking, you know, Big Boob Brenda, which she had just big boobs in like yeah. the 4th grade. Yeah, that's it was beautiful. like beautiful. Ba-
1: yeah. Basically they're all revolved around boobs. Yeah. That's it. So that that's, was it, that's, that's pretty much that's all the I grew funny up nicknames on. had. That's, yeah. Funny. Yeah. that's what brought yeah. me into this world. Yeah, yeah like man. Uh, yeah, like uh people call me Lil Brad and I'm like, "Really? Lil Brad? That's the best you could do?" That's, that's hilarious. Lil Brad, you can't spend 5 minutes maybe workshop something something
2: out start a workshop
1: yeah Yeah, do a think tank you not come up with a better nickname than lil brad like i mean i mean now now if they call me that i people think i'd be a rapper or something like that like yo man it's lil b he's got that hot joint yeah you was ahead of
0: your time man (laughs) what uh what was the name of your group oh man i don't know if we had a name we padded enough new edition but we used to go around the neighborhood and sing it i gotta ask boo because boo um his real name is Alfred Antonio Duncan. And uh he Good choice uh, on the boo. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so proud of him though, man, because he was my next door neighbor and he was like my little brother, right? Yeah. yeah. And boo, we when I moved from the neighborhood, we kind of just lost touch, right? And we just got reunited this year. Holy over shit. like twenty years, man. Oh my god. Yeah, dude. And my man he came to my show at the comedy store. It was fucking amazing. And had hey, he continued hey, to do stand up? Um, I don't know how he had he seen he never seen me live. I'm pretty sure. Well that's he saw what I because mean, that's online. a completely different thing. Yeah, and he had his 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 girl, I hope I hope I don't want to put it out there. Maybe fiance but I don't yeah. know, but uh but uh he came out and he came out for the Grammys because he could sing, right? And uh, in my neighborhood, I remember I used to just pray for Boo. Like I was like, I hope nobody tells him to stop singing because his voice was like one of those voices that just moved you. Yeah, it did. Twenty years later, he was coming out here. He was nominated for a Grammy.
2: So what almost brought me
0: to tears. He uh, on this Jamaican story is going
2: to bring me to tears. Yeah, That's on this incredible Jamaican dude. album
0: with this uh, uh, other dude. I oh, God, I can't remember his name. I'm so sorry, Boo. Um, um, fuck, I'll remember it and put in your well, show. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: uh, what's his real name?
0: Uh, his name's Alfred Antonio Duncan, okay. and it was Boo, and he told me the name of the artist. Man, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't I'm not recalling it right. Yeah, now Yeah, I'll look it up. But yeah, he got nominated, and he and it was uh. I almost cried, man, because I was like, and, and I remember because he used to sing in this group called um, Mambo Sauce. It was go-go music is big in our neighborhood, yeah. right in our area in our DMV, and um, and um, and uh, and I was sleep on my couch one day because I love music videos, and I was it was playing in the background, and I heard a voice that just felt familiar, and I woke up and I was like, that's Boo, and he was in a music video, Holy and the song called Welcome to DC. And I was, like, jumping up, and I was crying and
2: celebrating. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, ah,
3: right. he's still
2: singing. Oh and I God. loved
0: it because, like, because when you asked me about the comedy question, I knew I was going to be a comedian at nine, but I didn't tell anybody. Why? Because it's just my neighborhood. I saw people get their dreams crushed from the spoken word. Because when you were a kid, you just go, I want to do this. Man, you can't do that, man. White man ain't going to let you do that shit, man. I do that better than you. And as There's a, a seven-year-old, yeah. eight-year-old kid, that stays with you. Because you you look at these people as, like, in the building I grew up with, I didn't even realize this, but in the building I grew up in, like it, it, it was all single moms, so we didn't know that, you know, that was just our world. But when we went outside, you know, and you talk to older dudes, and you don't have like a father figure around, if a older, if if the only other older guy is telling you you can't do something, that stays you with, that with you. You take that to heart, yeah, because you like, well, you look like an older version of me, and so you've been out there longer than me, wow. so now, was, but when I saw. That happened to some of my friends. I was like, I ain't sharing this dream with nobody. I'm going to just keep being funny. Holy and shit. And so whenever I would make
2: people laugh, in my mind, I was like, I'm being a comedian right so now. So you were doing it, like, like secretly. Yeah. Secretly, yo. So did, for, yeah. So did you not even want some of these, like, uh, so you would just do it with your friends? Because your friends weren't telling you you can't do it.
0: Right. No, no. And everybody just would say, they would just go, man, oh, I'm funny. Yeah, man, you're so crazy, man. You're so funny. Like, are you stupid? or you, like, whatever. And I, that was all I needed. You can I never... tell at that point
2: the way, when you get enough comments from friends consistently, you're like, oh, nobody else is getting yeah. this sort of nah, feedback. Nah. from. Yeah. That was all I needed. And I was so afraid to,
0: to to tell people that that's what I wanted to do. That's fucking Because I didn't crazy. know how it was going to be, you know, received. And you didn't want them to break you down for didn't, it. Yeah, man, because it was genuinely what I wanted to do. It wasn't right. anything I was iffy on and I was going to put it out there to see if somebody go, you could do that. I knew that I wanted now, to do are that. Now, who were you like? Who did you look at? The oh, first person I saw yeah. do it, the first person I heard do it. And I didn't know It was Bill Cosby Because I had a mm-hmm. teacher Who if we behaved He would play Cosby records Oh
2: god And I, I, I And I, and uh, it's clean uh, I, you know Yeah Work Can we kids. please start Integrating that into schools Oh my god! Yeah no kidding yeah. right Yeah man Comedy I mean you joke About how it heals And it like makes shit better But like Yeah What the fuck man, man. Like reward kids If the teacher himself Isn't hilarious Which by the way We can, we can all attest yeah. To the best teachers That we've had The ones who were Actually kind of funny Yeah And loose Yeah And because they make You want to learn more So if yeah. you're rewarding With stuff like that Like Hey, here's something that's completely not school related yeah. and is actually going to like make you smile and laugh unexpectedly in a place where you think laughing is like yeah. not condoned because yeah. you're supposed to be learning. Yeah, and, yeah. You, and and then like you have to earn it,
1: so you kind so you kind of look forward to that like, "Oh, come on guys, let's do this. Like, let's shut up. Let's get the work done." So yeah. then, so then we could hear Bill Cosby or we could hear nowadays be like yeah. Brian Regan or Jim Gaffigan or like a clean comic. That'd be be fantastic. Yeah, like my uh uh you know,
2: a teacher would show us just like old DVDs of Carrot Top, and that's why it prolonged my comedy career because <laughs> I was like well I definitely that's not what I want to do so I, I guess I'll, that's not what I want to do
1: I, I don't have a hammer with an alarm clock <laughs>
2: yeah what do I get du- one of those du- uh, duct tape do hilarious
1: it. was it uh, t- t- going back was it Jacob Hemphill
0: nah I just text him so hopefully he'll text okay. me, okay. Back and let me yeah. but a little shout
1: out to Jacob around. Hemphill where hey, you are yeah, grass yeah. man yeah man so Alfred it was,
2: Black Boo yeah Duncan. that's him
0: that's my man yeah, cause yeah. they said he was, he was so black he was like a ghost so they called him Boo so it's a lot of thought in these nicknames, I was going to say We yeah. called him Boo, and he owned it, man. And we all called him Boo, and um, and these guys you came
2: up with because you said you were all
0: mom, um, women, sauce. right? All sisters. No, 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 a... no. We were all, my mom, I was raised by a single mom. His mom was a single mom. He had another sister. I'm saying in my apartment building. Right, right. We were all, it was all single moms raising us, raising us but we didn't know that. And it was so funny, you could tell by like the landscaping yeah. in the apartment. Like on Mother's Day, we would raid that landscaping to give our moms flowers. <laughs> and on Father's Day, we would raid that landscaping to give our moms flowers. <laughs> like, like we didn't, but we didn't know. Like we just didn't know that yeah. was what yeah. it was, yeah. you know. And yeah. Boo brought that back to my attention because I was like, he was like, why do you think it took you so long to get married i said like, yo i just didn't see it i didn't see it growing up i didn't see right. my mom working out with a dude so all the women i picked, they never saw their mom working out with a dude so right. when you get to that place where you got to get to like intimacy and get past the, you know the little bullshit i'm like no nah, i'm just gonna i don't know what that looks I'm like out. i'm just yeah. gonna protect me right and they would be like i'm just gonna protect them and it makes for great comedy and great stories which i put in my the special you yeah. know what mm-hmm. i mean but it is it, it, it is what it was and boo said oh it wasn't in the building like it was not a father in the bill Not like, not like. I'm not trying to make it like. Whoa, was us? That was just what we used to know. Yeah, and so I was like, oh was shit. Now I think about. It. I was like, you right? Like, I'm thinking all the floor. Me and him was on the third floor. Oh shit! And yeah. all my friends. It was kind of like I never saw Lord of the Flies all the way through. But when yeah. we were <laughs> as a group playing outside, we looked like Lord of all these right. little boys running around trying to finger pop girls. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> we had
0: no map, man. Uh, we were just out there just trying to figure it out, and then. There's people slightly older than us just
1: giving us At least bad someone information. Someone created soda called <laughs> Finger Pop. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we was out there Yo, doing, man, man. I got cherry finger pop. <laughs> that's the best. You got cherry finger pop in your lunch. I got pineapple finger, I pineapple finger pop. Pineapple sucks. Yeah, man. I'm Dude.
0: doing a cartoon about this, man, because oh, I really, I really feel should. like the the area where we grew up is so unique because mm-hmm. it's not Baltimore, it's not Annapolis, it's not it's it's PG County, Maryland. It's it's a it's we we talk a specific way it's just a, it's very unique culturally and, right. and and just character wise it's and so, especially for kids yeah.
1: like, like are like are you trying to make the cartoon for yeah kids? man yeah like because yeah. every cartoon at least that i've seen has like the traditional family unit so yeah. the kid that doesn't have the dad that doesn't have the mom that right. has sort of a a, a, a a not traditional family unit that would be great for them to look up be like oh yeah look all these moms are coming together and like Playing dad essentially. Yeah, yeah. that's you what know? it was. Yes yeah, yeah. what
0: it was, man. And it was it was great though. I mean, we didn't know any different you know what I mean right but it was but it was funny when he pointed that out to me he was like oh shit yeah it wasn't in the building he go oh it wasn't in the building I was yeah. like god
2: <laughs> you right so, uh, so you're keeping comedy on the lockdown on the lockdown but man. when your teacher's playing Cosby are you like going up me like yo this is like actually like exactly what I want to do or? I just
0: I remember really loving it I remember I remember connecting with it so when I first started I was clean
3: mm-hmm. and
0: I think that was because my first reference point to comedy was was that and I, I didn't grow up where like curse words were celebrated you know what i mean right. so like when my mom would always say excuse my french I, I literally thought curse words were french so like when i was <laughs> yeah when i was in middle school the teacher was like anybody know any french i was like yeah fuck shit <laughs> um, <laughs> god damn it uh, uh, I, well, I really was. I got sent to the office. <laughs> I was just, I was a literal kid, man. Oh I was God. like, yeah, I know French. Gosh. I'm about to
1: kill this. Oh, shit. my God. That's what I did. C- I really. Can you, can you use French in a sentence? <laughs> right. yeah, 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 get your fucking ass over <laughs> right, here. Right. Fuck this bullshit. Bad out of hell. What's up, my mom would say?
0: <laughs> he came out of here like a bad out of hell. Aren't those the best oh, shit? Oh the mom, God. like, yeah. angry metaphors. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Excuse yeah. my friend. I didn't know what the fuck French was. Uh, <laughs> And then... Um,
2: that's so funny. Yeah, so then... So you the, were clean when you started, yeah, because yeah, of Yeah,
0: but the first time I saw it and I go, oh, shit, that's a thing, was mm-hmm. I was nine years old and I had a babysitter. Like, growing up, like, now everybody has nannies and yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. We had babysitters. So it was yeah. like a lady, and she was always real Christian, really nice woman, and she and she took, you know, kid dropped your kids off. And she had HBO. And um, sometimes with my mom, I guess, looking back, even she had a date. Or she had something she had to do. I would spend the night there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when we spent the night, HBO came on. They played Eddie Murphy Delirious. Oh, there so so there's a couple of things going on. Now, every, it, it affected everybody else. But this is why it affected me. I'm watching it. And every time he would curse, they would laugh real loud because they were so Christian, they would turn the channel. But they would keep laughing and be crying. Oh, y'all can't be watching this. Oh, y'all can't be watching Uh. this. Then they would turn back. Now, you can't tell a kid y'all can't be watching. They would turn back, and I'm watching, I'm fucking loving it. But why I related to it is because Eddie Murphy was the same complexion as me. So he was a brown-skinned dude, Mm -hmm. you know, same kind of hair texture, prancing the stage and he was all I got was he was saying things and making people laugh in the same way I would say things and I would make these people laugh the same way were you also doing so, like kind of act outs and voices and all stuff all that shit yeah. man and I was just like oh shit I, 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 that's what I do I go what's that called and they were like that's, that's, he's, he's being a comedian that's called a comedian that's wow. when I knew I go I'm doing that I'm doing that for the rest of my life and I, I literally thought I go but just not in that outfit like I was like I hope <laughs> no real talk I was like I hope that's not the uniform right cause I got a you high booty I can't pull <laughs> off red leathers like I hope cause I knew the mailman yeah. wore the same yeah. shit every day our bus driver wore <laughs> right. so, you know yeah. so you know what I'm saying the that's army that's people that uniform yeah you don't so, know when you're seeing you're like is that I the, yeah, yeah I didn't know but at that moment and so then i had to watch that special and it was broken up my first experience with it because he kept cursing so whenever he would curse they would turn but they would be literally crying and i didn't fully understand everything but my aunt sissy um who i was raised basically my mom my aunt sissy and my aunt sharon my aunt sissy had uh hbo and she lived in southeast dc in marbury plaza and um and uh and I lied to her. I said, I got to watch something for school. Hmm, hmm. <laughs> and, you know. You got to. I'm a, I'm, I have nieces and nephews now, so they can totally manipulate me in this same way. You, yes, My sir. twin five-year-old nieces manipulate me every Yo, time I And I, I don't mind. I just love spending time with them. Yeah. So I, I was like, come on over. I go, it came on at four in the morning. Like, this is how I learned how to find the paper, the motherfucking TV guy. Like, I learned how to what this shit yeah. was. Like, oh, it comes in at four in the morning. So I couldn't sleep. It was like Christmas. I could not sleep. Woke up, four in the morning, turned it on. That's when the, you, you had to turn the yeah. Channel
1: six. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. HBO. And then it started playing, and my aunt sits next to me on the couch, and I'm watching it, and he starts cursing, and my aunt just turned to me. And she goes, don't tell your mama here. And this goes in the bed. Dude, I absorbed that whole special. I was, I was quoting it, reciting it, like yeah. the rest of my elementary you of know, school life. I just knew it, and I, but I didn't know what I was doing. But when I first started comedy, I learned how to perform first. Mm-hmm. So when I first went up, first time I ever hit the stage, I was 19 in Maryland at this comedy club called Green Bell Comedy Connection. So I ain't have no substance. I just knew how to like make you laugh if you were in front of me. Like I watched, right. younger which is also comics. important. It's right? extremely important, yeah. and I watch younger comics and I and I when I see that now, I
2: go, oh shit! I remember when I was like that. Like where they're just good performers, yeah, but just they don't got, amazing, yeah. amazing, engaging, yeah, yeah. Because you are, uh, man. Even I mean, the first time I remember seeing you out here, I was just like, uh, like you take the stage and you got like this overwhelming presence. Oh wow! That a that just like. I was like, "Oh, this guy's going to be hilarious!" Like you just getting up there, you smile in the way you like greeting, and like there's an ease to which you like took the stage. Yeah, uh, and I'm sure you had that from the get-go, right? I I'm probably, I'm, I, you know,
0: yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I, I think so because it was that's all I knew. That was the you were holding a trophy muscle. when you walked up there. <laughs> I thought it was super weird. I don't laugh. <laughs> Yo, huh? Hey, hey, you say? It worked, man. I've never laughed
2: harder in my life. Yeah, I yeah. Do it. So okay, I, So, yeah, that's so, how I started. so then, when do you start to finally get some, some substance? Yeah.
0: Um. You, ironically, when I got Def Jam, because um, oh. um, I moved to Chicago. I went to Notre Dame, right? And I graduated from Notre Dame in 95. Then I moved to Chicago, um, um, and Great I was a Congress financial City. planner. Yes, fuck. It's the, I looked at it. I go, it's the best place to fail. Meaning that, because yeah. it felt like when New York cats, and it felt like New York and L.A., they had long memories. you know, a- Absolutely. Yeah. And
1: people that can give you... Uh, an agent a manager multiple club owners people that own chains of clubs yeah. they're out in New York they're out They're out in LA so if you so if you bomb you're a bad comic in their mind for yeah. years yeah, it man. takes years to correct that yeah. so you go to a city like Chicago yeah. you can try there's plenty of comedy outlets yeah. but you can still fail and not have not have the pressure of this is gonna fuck me up for years
0: yeah not be the end of the world right you know? yeah and so that's why I went I went to Chicago and um Um, there were two so I I was able to work white rooms and black rooms Mm -hmm. it's like comedy is very segregated now but it was just starting to Mm -hmm. be I don't know there was a definite black room called All Jokes Aside on Ninth and Wabash Ray Lambert Mary Lindsay I can't think remember the third partner in it and then there was Zanies on North and Wales and so it was like it was mind games from the start but in a smaller market meaning that Bert Haas, who books yep. Zane's Zaney. a great guy, man. Great father, great man, yeah, great guy. I went up to Bert Haas and I said, "Hey, man, I like to showcase, you know, for your club." And he was like, "All right, Owen, I need seven minutes tonight. Show clean, and I have a spot for you in July." <laughs> now it was fucking October, so it was like a nine month, wow, oh, you know, yeah. layover. And I knew he hung out every day on a Tuesday, right? Uh, in front of Zanies. He was there every day on Tuesday. So every day for nine months, I would make a point to be there and be like, hey, Bert, uh, any, any follow up? Nope, Owen got you July 7th. Like whatever the date was. And he yeah. knew the date. Wow. Every Tuesday, Bert wow. and I would see each other. I would mm-hmm. walk around that going, hey, Bert, just checking. <laughs> uh, nope, July. He never broke and wow. I never stopped coming. Wow. And this is like when I first started. So, you know, and I always have to tap into, I got to remember like how hungry. -hmm. I was because when you do it for a while, you go, I ain't doing that to get into this club.
2: But that's what I did. Yeah. And so when other uh, real quick, do you think that that uh, mentality should never go away? Yeah.
0: It's it's but it's weird because you it, it should never go away and it doesn't go away in us. But you also do get to a point where you go, well, fuck, man. Is is my resume worth something
2: yeah. for you have to this. start valuing have some integrity about like what if I yeah like, look at everything I've done, do I really need to drive to Brea and you do mm-hmm. to do and you do. <laughs> and then you better find a way to have fun in it. And then yeah. once you get there, it is
0: fun because at the end of, of the day it's about to work. But yep. there, yeah, but you can build up. I should be a oh, why is he first and, I, oh,
1: and all that shit don't that matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, that it don't and matter. I love hearing that story because yeah. you weren't pushing on him. No. Nope. You weren't like, Hey, give me a spot. Nah. Like I deserve a spot. You're just saying, Hey man anything but yeah. every week he took so notice now, to you showing up yes, yeah you're in that guy's mindset of well yeah. it's tuesday i yeah. know owen's gonna be here
0: and he tell you how he paid me back man yep. motherfucker was dope i uh so anyway i end up doing the thing he makes me an mc and uh it was great. You know, you get paid, I forget, $25 a show or 50 a I don't know. Woo! It was the best. It was the best. $5, five, was the five, best. Uh, $5 foot long. Yeah, yeah exactly. I know, man. Yeah. It was the best. So then one time, Burke calls me, and he had a club in, oh, oh, oh. It was right outside the airport, St. Char- nope, Charles. No, But that's not the one. It was okay. uh, St. Pleasant, yeah. Pleasant. Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant, Chicago. He had a club there, and he had a showcase for Friday night videos. It was kind of a big deal. And uh, he goes, I want you to host it. And they bought two cameras. And everybody had to sign an after contract, uh, except me. I was just a host. And mm-hmm. I, was, I was facilitating it. And uh, so I'm hosting. I'm bringing up nine acts, right? And they're videotaping all the acts. And then they said to me, hey, can you stretch in between the next comedian? We want to change film and cameras. So I stretch and I do some material. At the end of it, I get a contract. And they go, uh, we, we're going to air you. You were the funniest dude That's out of every sure. And Bert said to me, "Who, uh, who looked out for you? Never mm-hmm. forgot. Never forgot. something like that." He was like, "Yeah, I looked out for you, man. Something like yeah. that." And it was like, it was from that was like his gift. You know what I mean? Like he didn't yeah, have man. to put me on that showcase. He didn't have right. to. You know, he's came up. He's the one. Oh, and they want you to stretch a little bit. To, he's the one that told me that, and they taped me, and that so was my great. first TV. Appearance, Not shit. It was awful because I didn't know how to perform for camera, and right. I didn't know I was being taped. I was doing crowd work and then <laughs> bouncing into bits and doing my shit, so it didn't translate. Yeah, through, mm-hmm. but the people you saw the people laughing really loud, right? But it didn't. So I, I never forgot when I watched it. I was like, okay, I got some work yeah. to do, yeah. but it was on. I was on NBC. It was my first oh, credit. All you know to this. How pumped this, is your mom? See, <laughs> well, you know, Bernie Mac and. Things like that helped make Bernie Mac was the person who made my mom be okay with me being a comedian. Because when you tell your parents you're going to be a comedian, what they realize at that moment is holy shit. Um, I the entire time they were raising you, it, it was like you pressed the record button. Like you know what I'm saying? Like my mom was just trying to survive. You know, what right. I mean? she was just trying to raise. a a, a man (laughs) you know to be a productive member she didn't know the shit was gonna be recorded (laughs) and repeated back in front of strangers you know what I mean she didn't know every detail and I'm an only child so I observed all that shit so my early material was about all that shit and my mom was like holy fuck so you got that anxiety partnered up with um, excuse my (laughs) my French you got that anxiety partnered with she didn't know how show business worked. If he can make a, if I can make a sustainable, you know, career out of that. She knew what a lawyer was, a doctor, where you know, where people get a check and a yeah, sure. fifty-year, uh, you know, watch and pen. Mm-hmm. So Bernie Mac had a room in Chicago, and uh, he used to every Tuesday he used to perform there. And I was, I ended up Ali LaRoy, who I do a podcast with now. He booked me on this show, and uh, and my mom came out and saw me, and Bernie would sit behind you on stage. And he would call me Owens Jeez, That's yeah. no pressure Oh my god He would like Give him Sam Owens And then He was so professional man you perform And it was a live band But it was, the room was as big As his living room It was a small room mm-hmm. And not saying The living room was small It was a small room For comedy And room. the guitar cases Actually had guitar guitars in them Because <laughs> <laughs> it was a band it was full band Dancers wow. Macaronis All that Because Bernie wanted To be Bob Hope he, So yeah. he was this, He had an HBO show Where it was a variety show And this was kind of like His training yeah. ground for that he would sit behind me, and you perform, and he would laugh, man. It was the coolest shit, and he would hit you on the leg. Give him five more ons, and my mom was there. She saw this, and I gave him five more. Give him five more, Owens. and I'm going, and it was great. Then Holy after the show, shit. Bernie went off to the side and talked to my mom for over an hour, and wow. after that, she was my biggest supporter because he he helped her understanding so then she was like are you making your calls are you doing this bernie said you need to do that and it was like it was yeah. just an amazing thing he didn't have to do and, you know and, what i mean
1: and how great is that because i mean you're going into a world that not only does she not know about mm-hmm. but you don't know about it
0: don't know about it. you
1: you you're 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 just doing it because you like to make people laugh so yep. to have a guy like bernie go to your Validate mom and be like you. hey don't yeah. worry about it this is how this business works yep. this, is, this is the things you gotta look out for that is so huge for her
2: huge man Were well, you're yeah. a big fan of him too
1: Oh my God! Yeah,
2: huge fan of Bernie. I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers.
0: I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. and just like oh, I love that Def Jam set. I'm a huge fan of him. I'm a huge fan of his journey, just because he was told for so long that he wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he never stopped. And the places he took comedy, and then when he finally got oh yeah embraced, he knocked it out the park, man. It's yeah. just it's like when I hear. Stories like you know my friend Leslie Jones like for so Leslie. Long, on, you can think what you want to think, say what you right? Mean, but she never stopped. Never stopped. I remember it was funny Leslie, the yeah. whole time.
1: Yes, I, that, that's what boggles my mind is Leslie Jones, and uh, we're talking about Leslie from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, that's yeah. Le, that's Leslie Jones, and she's killing it now. Killing it. Killing and she, it's it's not like she just started being funny last nah. year. She's been that funny the for whole time. But you know what? That's ever. just it's
2: like a clack I mean, that's such a prime example of how uh uncertain this business is yeah, yeah. and and yeah. also how it does i mean she's probably so g- appreciative and grateful of what's happening now because she's had to grind so hard it's like yeah. you, i think you get i mean we all want you know when you're starting out it's, you're impatient you want it you see the people that are getting it and and you're a little delusional which you have to be to get into this and so yeah. you're like i could be doing that now yeah. but like when you get those opportunities i think they more often than not happen when they're supposed it's to it's incredible man I, I was I
0: was just honored and lucky to be there with her on her the first taping oh that's of, so cool. of Saturday Night Live for her and wow. we went to the after party we had a meal and I'll never forget she just said and her, her eyes were watered up a little bit she was like man I, I wish my my dad was alive to see this yeah and to me that said it all because it's like we don't we do this because we want to do it but I never did it for money and shit. I did it for other reasons, mm-hmm. and you like to hope that those reasons are still around yeah. in the flesh to see it. Yeah. But I was like, yo, he, he know. You know, he sees it. But just yeah. to me, you know, we all humans, man, and it's this shit means something, yeah. you know? and so, Sure,
1: and, and, and you always want your parents or, or whoever to see that yeah. ju- just so you can let them know, hey, I'm okay. Yeah. I know you're worrying about me in this business, but... Look I'm at okay. this. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, man. And uh, it, it's it's and yeah, to, to see what she's
2: doing on that show now is great. Was she one of your uh, first buds out here when you came to L. A.
1: Nah, man. Leslie
0: and I would always. Leslie is such a is such a um I don't know, just such a bright light. Just such a like Leslie and I would meet at weird gigs, right? So like Miyagi's used to. Man, I remember uh, that. Right? Yeah, I remember me. Yeah, so and it was a big moat in the room, and it was everybody <laughs> in there who was like too cool for school and really attractive people, dates yeah. and shit. It's still like that. And uh, yeah, and I remember Leslie went up, and Leslie is is a powerful performer. Mm-hmm. Soldier, best reggae album. That's who Boo got nominated with. Oh, okay. Soldier. S O
1: J A. Go get that. There you go. Yeah, that, yeah, S-O-J-A. man,
0: Soldier best reggae album Dude, yeah, yeah that's my and, man and, that's incredible and, and yeah. to, to,
1: to set the scene for people uh, yeah. Miyagi's wa- is, was a sushi restaurant mm. a Japanese restaurant on Sunset Boulevard yep. in the heart the, of Sunset yeah right yeah. there the stage is really up high yeah. and then there's a one or two tables and then there's literally a moat yep so Leslie did the show
0: and Leslie is a, is a pusher like as far as like if they don't respond to the joke she'll turn it up more and turn it up more and turn mm-hmm. it up more but that room wasn't They weren't catching the whole, fuck, man, shit like that, you know, that kind of energy. And I went up. I think I went up two after her, and I was like, I ain't pushing. I'm just, fuck it. I'm going to take this L. I'm going to just be in pocket. So I just went up, and I'm just talking just like this. Mm -hmm. And it erupted. Like, it brought the room together for some Everybody stopped talking. It was no clinking. I had everybody's attention. I had a really great set. It was like, like, I got applause, all that shit. I just Mm -hmm. I, I killed, basically. But I didn't, I did the opposite of Leslie. But it wasn't from watching it from Leslie, that just was my style. Sure. So then she, I never, she came up to me like, fuck man, I wanna learn how to do that shit. You killed that bit." Like she was just so, yeah. so I was like, I love her forever just because she was able to just point out. What we both saw happen, yeah. right? She it wasn't that her material wasn't funny, right? She just didn't. And this was ye- this was years ago. She just didn't
1: connect with that
0: room. Yeah, yeah.
1: And this isn't her coming <laughs> off stage be like, well, the reason why you nope. did it yeah. and I didn't nope. was because it's not. She she just
2: honest, or also just She's walking just the other way because she didn't want to like. But it's like that dissecting of that type of shit. She was always is honest, so man. I feel like uh, imperative, yeah, right? Like absolutely. because we all do our. It's a, it's such a solo adventure the yeah, entire yeah. career that you know. Hopefully you're recording your stuff or whatever. Yeah. We dissected a lot on our, on our own But I think there's A lot of value In like the conversations I've had with people Yeah even, Just about You know the, uh, And it helps too With people that you're Coming up with Like that Like yeah. when you guys Were around Probably started Around the same time Yeah, yeah. yeah So yeah, you yeah. were I'm Recognizing so, yeah. things Like oh, like so. Adjusting to uh, Connect Yeah which, Leslie and I Became
0: really good friends once she got in the comedy store because we would see each other every night and just be laughing at each other and just tripping and I remember when Chris Rock was there and he stood in the back of the room and Leslie was on stage killing and Chris Rock was like wow yeah and just walked away I was like Leslie's never gonna be broke again there it when is. was this I, and I never told her that because she was just like man fuck when's this shit gonna happen
3: mm-hmm. this was
0: a while ago and then like everything went in place and she went out to SNL and did what she did and, and you Chris know Chris Rock put her in top five yep high five yeah uh, ghostbusters um uh, work on work on open for her on a few spots and stuff and but he was like oh yeah all right yeah he saw it and then i was like man she's set," and she never knew that he saw he was in the corner in the back
2: so she was
0: killing that motherfucker killing (laughs) it are
2: there a handful of people that you'll uh uh stop and watch that you really uh i watched you know what's funny man
0: i love um I actually do like, when I had to when I had to audition for the comedy store it reminded me how much I loved comedy because I was like fuck let me go and do these two minutes mm-hmm. and you got to do it for a while so I got yep. to see everybody go up and I was like wow I remember this shit man <laughs> and I see you see like flashes of greatness in a lot of people I I, I stop saying somebody sucks because I just say they just haven't found it because like a lot of times when you're in your 20 man my fucker suck how you get that it's like they just ain't they just ain't haven't found like their voice or their yeah, thing that, right cuz there's some comedians now who Comedy Central is blowing up and they I don't feel like they're ready. It's no it don't mean they suck mm-hmm. and if you talk to them off stage you be like, "Why are you talking about that?" Mm-hmm. for but that's just my taste. Yeah. You know, but I but I know what the shiny act is cuz I do I did colleges. So, sure. I feel like a lot of the shiny acts now are being, you know, Awarded. put out as a as a special, which is cool but even when you talk to that artist they even know "Uh, I could be doing more like you just know it's some more shit you want to be doing Right, but I ain't mad at you for cashing in on you know get that audience and do what you want to do yeah
1: it's uh it's I never get mad at the comic for yeah. accepting a gig. Right. Because what do you, like, what do you expect them to do? <laughs> Just be like, I'm sorry, Comedy Central. Yeah. I'm not ready for your yeah. money and your half hour special. <laughs> right. Like, no, no one's ever going to say Come that. On, man. Take so, it. Yeah. so, yeah, so, I mean, maybe let the system irritate you. Yeah. But, uh, no, never be the comic. Uh, uh, speaking of specials, I really want to talk about yours. Yes, 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 uh, yes. The special's called Good Luck, Everybody. Good Luck, Everybody. And yeah. it's available on Owen Smith. Is funny.com. Yes. And the thing about this special, not only is it hilarious. Thank you. But uh shot entirely on iPhones. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Only iPhones. On iPhones. Not
2: looks uh, fucking
1: incredible. And it, yeah, and it Thanks, looks man. great. Yeah. It like sounds
2: like, great, which is like that was my first thing when I was like, all right, well, how like did they get but yeah the, I mean it's as good as any special I've ever listened to. Yeah. And I you. love that you shot it in the fucking Westside Comedy Theater. I did, man. Which is to me, one of the best comedy venues that we have out That's here. Great, man, uh, vastly underrated. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you're like me that you love the intimacy uh, like that. Yeah, I mean, who man. doesn't love a big theater? But like that room is deep enough and uh, wide enough to where you can play the whole room and not feel like you're really having to turn your whole body so, so true. much. Yeah, and the laughs carry, yeah. and uh, and then it's also just like a real. I don't know, like especially probably for your st- style, that's very conversational. Yeah,
0: man, I was I, I was talking about something really intimate and personal to me, and I wanted to capture it in a, a intimate and personal setting. And I like those guys over there because West Side is owned by like thirty people. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. By, I keep meeting like any every white dude with no, a beard. On Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah that's hey, the you're on West Westside. I'm like, damn. Yeah. And so no, nah, but they're part of this group called Improv Olympic, mm-hmm. and we used to have the same college agent, uh, Bash Schuler. I don't know if they're still with them or not, and uh, I was like, "Oh, um, they were gracious enough." This was a purely an organic thing, man. I had something I wanted to say, and I didn't want to spend a lot of money, and um, and because uh, in two thousand seven, I spent a lot. I spent all the money I had, basically. On a comedy special, it's the mm-hmm. most expensive demo tape on YouTube. It's called <laughs> yeah. it's called Owen Smith Anonymous." Yeah, yeah, and it's um, I burnt all my money. And, and the camera guy who was supposed to get the money shot, that close up where yeah. every punchline and every special was delivered, he right. was he was soft focus, he was fuzzy. So oh, all my no. jokes are delivered off my left shoulder, oh, so geez. I couldn't sell it anywhere. But if you're just a fan of comedy and you just watch it, it's funny. yeah. You, yeah. I've seen people just crack up like rising, but they but to the buyers they go oh man we can't sell Yeah, we so can't use that i had to take uh, that l so I, I lost a patch of hair over that shit i was back. lost a girlfriend i was stressed wow i just was like fuck but i always i always gamble on me but i had to lick my wounds it took me seven more years before i was like fuck it, i'm gonna try it again no mm-hmm. shit and i just wanted to use something i was like everybody's always on their phones and the cameras kept getting better and better and you know i'd, I'd written on shows and i'd been on camera on shows and all that stuff, and talk to cameramen and they go, "It's all about lighting." Because you always go, "What you shoot that on?" What they, shoot, what you shoot that on? And there's one camera guy who look, man, it's all about lighting. Mm-hmm. You can't fix bad lighting. And I go, "What's better lit than a comedy club? Yeah. What's better lit than that small intimate comedy club?" Right. And so I said, "Let me see this iPhone." And I had the iPhone 5s, and they were talking about the, the lens. And I put it on, I go, "Oh, this looks dope." And I started doing tests, and then they had lenses you could buy for it. Mm-hmm. So I bought the lenses, and I was doing a little tests, and I go. I'ma shoot a shooter special on this shit. And oh, so shit. and then I, I go, all right, this is what I'm gonna do. And I just got an American Express card and I bought ten iPhones and um and I had a relationship. It just it just came into place, man. So many people were like just available to help me do favors. I got to work with a DP who I love, this guy named Bill Burner, and he was excited about the idea because it was like He's like, this is this is yeah, let's do this shit. This is mm-hmm. different. So we set it up. It's not just like people are holding iPhones. It's not like your auntie is like, yeah, baby, and then <laughs> <not> shaking the <laughs>, laughs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, she's, wanna... yeah. She's
1: not she's not like trying to focus on your joke, and then all, and all of a sudden she gets a text. She's like, oh, hold on for one second. know, like, yeah, no, like, no, click. Yes, no, no. You know, no, no, like no. one person's playing on the iPhone, the other one's like, oh, Ang- uh, angry birds is on this iPhone. I guess <laughs> no, this stuff. Yeah.
2: By the way, when you walk into uh, an Apple Store and get ten iPhones, they give you like a Let Steve Jobs old turtleneck. Yo, just they sent like, the
0: <laughs> they sent the dude out because I did it at the time Samsung had just I guess uh, ripped off iPhone's uh, you know interface or yeah, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. so and they had just paid him in pennies with dump trucks you know because I <laughs> oh, yeah. pursued him yeah. so I walked in I go yeah I need to buy 10 of these and they were like uh, why do you want 10 <laughs> and, I, and I was just I was like fuck let me just well I'm, I'm, I'll have a business and I want to hand them out to my employees for the. okay and they sent a the guy with a different color shirt and they was mm-hmm. like well sir you can only purchase two at a time and that, that that's the limit. You cannot buy more wow. than two iPhones wow. from the Apple store. So I had to go back five different times. But I bought my brother-in-law. How many fake one mustaches trip. did you buy? Them? Man, I know. <laughs> so I went between the one in Century City and the one in um, the Promenade. Yeah, I yeah. bounced. And, I, and so I collected them. And I had all 10. And I, as I was unpackaging them, I was like, man, I could shoot this shit and return these motherfuckers. Because mm-hmm. I, I started unpackaging it like really carefully, right? And I wish I videotaped. How, I videotaped me returning them. It's in the special. You'll yeah, see it so in the special. Awesome. Yeah, it's in the end, right? It's in the end. Yeah, yeah man. And so I go, <laughs> so I talk to my crew and I go, this is what I want to do. So we got to be real careful with these. We're going to uh, videotape it, the special. I'm going to dump the footage and then I'm going to return the iPhones. And everybody just started rolling. And I was like, let's <laughs> do it. And so... um. So we set it up and they have steady cams that you can buy. Right. I bought steady cams for like two hundred and thirty dollars a pop. I bought two of them Awesome. from uh what's the name of that store on Fairfax and Third? Uh where you go get all the shit. I know what I you're know. talking about, yeah. Uh, yeah, that one. Uh, Sam Goody was, uh, something oh, Jesus like that. Christ. I did that. And I bought a few monopods in which and I bought some tripods and we locked it off. And Bill knew some camera tricks, so he he married a camera to the back wall, so it looks real cool. Yeah. We got the wide shot. It's professionally done, man, mm-hmm. but it's all on iPhones. And then we
2: and we dump Such the footage. Such a cool, different hook, man. Yeah, it's man. Like, cause I feel like it – were you thinking, too, when I do another one, I yeah. got it. Were you like, I don't want to do it the way that specials are just – yeah, but like well, yeah, the theater. I mean, I yeah. Wanna- well, I didn't want it to feel overproduced. I really, I really
0: wanted you to feel. I wanted the whole thing to just be organic. It came from an idea. I go, people are watching everything on their phones, so why not shoot something on the phone? Right. And then I didn't want, I didn't have anybody go up ahead of time. This is a special, y'all. So on this, you, we need you to laugh big, right. and Clap big, and so what you'll see is Neil Brennan was kind enough to let me hop on his show. I just hopped on the end of people's shows, and that let me hop on the end of her show. And so I did it on a on um, on a on a Sunday. I did it at 8 o'clock. And I did the End of Neil show. And so what you'll see is the crowd, they think I'm doing 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Then I'm doing 20. <laughs> and then 30. And you see me winning the moment, getting so applause. Fucking and cool, at the end, man. I got a genuine standing ovation at the right. end of both shows. And it was like, I want to just put this out. I just want to put this moment out. Just yeah. capture this moment. And the whole special was about me... I was engaged at the time so I was just reflecting on everything that it took <laughs> for right. me to get to this moment yeah. Yeah. where I got down on one knee and proposed to the now love of my life but like I'm basically surprised I'm still alive from all the places I let my dick take me <laughs> 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 it's basically the through line and it's like listen let's just laugh at this shit you know I'm, I I cannot
1: believe I'm here you yeah. know what I mean and, 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 so, yeah. and, and, and what a perfect sort of, <laughs> and, and what a perfect moment in time where you're like, this is the, this is sort of like your, this is, uh, forget the term, your dick memoir. Yes, this is what it is. <laughs> you're like, oh, go, my you're, dick war. Yeah, this is your dick war. So you're like, you're, you're, you're like looking back like, ah, it was a good time, but oh, t- man. all those times are behind me. Yeah. I think you can order the dick me. war
2: at the um, dick it, it it, Blue Sushi. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 I think you
1: can. Yeah. It, it, it comes around. On that little uh, <laughs> conveyor, conveyor, conveyor belt. What uh, yeah, yeah. and
2: the special? Um, I've got about fifteen minutes in. And I'm okay. gonna watch the rest. Oh great! Uh, yeah. But you're, you're again like uh, the material is, is heavily about. Um, you're engaged at the time. Yeah, she hadn't gotten Just married got married No, nope. so I and back. I'm uh, assuming the. I mean, it, it's so the whole theme of it really is about that yeah, transition man. period. Transition. I talk about every
0: bad or horrible dating story or, or relate, relationship. That I experienced, that I and I learned a little something from each one that mm-hmm. helped me be prepared for what I was walking into. And
2: yeah. the connections with like other married dudes that you were, like that you share, like about it's like incredible. being on the airplane and telling yeah. her that you you know uh, oh how we all work together. Yeah, yeah. I tell the story about uh, um,
0: uh you know I, I was joking about you. Yeah. When women try to steal your day, like after you sleep with them, they try mm-hmm. to steal you know your next morning for breakfast or whatever. And they just assume that you're theirs for the rest of the day. Right. And because. My mom didn't raise me with those tools. Like I used to be like, how you talk to these women? I don't want to get involved. Like that's when you need a father to be like, look man, you gotta look him in the eye. You gotta be honest. You got you know, you just need somebody to validate what you're feeling.
2: Right. But you're just so you had no clue to how when you started getting. No
0: man. So I would just I was the dude. I say I felt like Nat King Cole in the Lil Wayne world because I was raised to be this gentleman. <laughs> yeah. but I but I don't always have gentlemanly thoughts. I just be like, "Yo, get the fuck out." You want you want to say that, but you can't. Right. And so I, the true story: a friend of mine was like, "Get a picnic basket." Diva by the door and tell her you got a picnic to go to in the morning. I was like, who the fuck? What are you talking about? But me and a buddy of mine, we went to Target and we looked for picnic baskets. Because first, we didn't even know. I, I don't even know where to get a picnic basket from. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh,
1: Jellystone <laughs> National Park. You got to steal you know, it, right, hey, it boo back boo from Yogi. From cartoon ba- <laughs> hey, oh, boo boo. Why are all these black guys taking our picnic baskets? <laughs>
0: they must be lying to bitches. hey, <laughs> hey oh, boo <boo-boo>. boo. <laughs> Man, I did not uh. know, man. I was just so <laughs> clueless. And so, and I looked at it, and when I went, I just missed the, the, the sale. Basket. Yeah. <laughs> so all they had was like this uh, coup de gras picnic. I didn't know. They're, they're picnic baskets for $150. What? I was like, I could pay her to leave for that much. I ain't doing yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So I said, I'm going to just get a suitcase. I'm going to lie and say, I got a flight. Yeah. And so the girl comes over, and I, do, I try to do the Go. I got a flight in the morning, so you can't. Yeah. You know, stay the night like you normally do right. and she goes well, I'll take you to the airport <laughs> what time's your flight Oops, you know I didn't think to lie out that no, far man. Right. you know what I mean I'm panicking I go oh, it's uh, 8 in the morning she and goes, the time well, is crucial at this point it's yeah. crucial the time you yeah. yeah so I say 8 in the morning she goes well you gotta be there at 6 o'clock so yeah. wake me up 5.30 <laughs> so I'm like fuck it I'm uh. gonna buckle in I'm gonna ride the lie out because <laughs> I did not know I did not know that it was okay to go listen I, I did not know how to set boundaries. Yeah. So the whole more is bound. You learn bound. Listen. Right. I don't need. Uh, this is too much. You got to have that conversation. I did not know. So I'm riding the lie out, man. I'm yeah. in the car, five thirty in the morning, being driven to the fucking airport. <laughs> <laughs> I was living in Chicago. Uber, yeah, man. For the days of Uber, man. And then she packed a fake bag. Fact, fake fake bag, and what was in it was was awful. It was uh, (laughs) dirty clothes, a phone book. I don't know if you remember phone books, fucking phone book for weights. In case she picked it up, I thought that would fool her. (laughs) 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 Then, then uh, I get to the airport and she's like, "Um, "My roommate's locked out, so can I just crash at your spot till you know?" No, no, she said, "I'm locked out, so can I crash at your spot since you're not going to be there." So hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah. So now I can't go home because I was going to catch a cab home. It's going to be a $50 lot. Stuck at the airport. Don't know what to do. And you you got to buy the special to hear the rest of the story. Oh, <laughs> oh, great. Yes. I <laughs> love it. I love that, dude. It's, it's only $5, it. man. Dude, five yeah, it, it's 5 bucks, And it's safe. You can buy it through PayPal if you don't there trust my, you know. But it's, it's powered through VHX. They're a great company. And um, you can, uh, yeah, go to owensmithlive.com or owensmithisfunny.com. And, you know, we're just doing this organic, man. Just getting yeah. the word out. And I can't recommend grateful. it enough
2: because, A, you. you're one of the funniest comics oh, that I love to watch. Man. And, uh, and again, like, the material is so great, especially for, I mean, like, because you, you cover so um, uh, well the just, trans like, uh, the transition yeah. of it. I've yeah. seen you, you know, talk about it on stage, too, and it's like there's a lot of dudes that are... I even dudes that are like in their early twenties, it's still like a relatable thing because yeah. it's happening at all different like spans sure. of life. Oh, yeah. And then
1: oh, yeah, yeah, guys could watch if you're twenty two, 22, 23, you can watch this special so either you don't go into these pitfalls or like just so you're prepared. You're like, yeah. oh wait, shit, that's gonna happen to me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> I'll wait. I'm gonna drive like a hundred miles to someone's house, thinking I'm gonna get laid, and then and just gonna want to want to talk. Oh
2: man! <laughs> and girls, hopefully, you can laugh at yourselves after seeing yes, the special. Absolutely,
0: that's, that's one of the best compliments someone told me that that I I get. A woman told me that I get women, like because that's the thing Perfect. when I do this material. You, you, I didn't want it to come out angry. It's it women? You sure. really will laugh at you. Like yeah. you just see it through a different lens. That's yeah. all. Exactly. That's, yeah, um, man,
2: perfect. I, I want to talk about before we, uh, we. You got about fifteen more minutes? Yeah, man. All right, cool. Yeah. uh You mentioned being in the back of the comedy store uh, yeah. and seeing Chris Rock. Um, yeah, man. Uh, talk to Leslie. When did your? Because uh, you were head writer and everybody hates Chris. Right? Not head writer. No, okay. no, 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 no. I, I, was, I
0: was a punch up writer and okay. everybody hates Chris. Okay. And promised a, a staff writing position for season five, but there was no season right. five. Okay. But I was very fortunate. I was involved in you know. When I watched the episodes, I'm like oh, that was my joke. That was my, you know, and I. But I learned so much. Just was that your being first writing gig out here? Yeah, man. Um,
2: so I'm curious. Okay, because you've been in a shit ton of commercials, yeah. Uh, TV, but yeah. the writing stuff is what I first. I think when I saw you, yeah. either people told me about, you know, and I was like, and they're like, oh, this guy writes for this and this, yeah. and I was like, holy shit, because that always is. Uh, writing jobs are very. Uh, uh, People are very picky with who they pick to write on shows. Sure. Yeah, that's a tough world to crack.
0: I was fortunate in that I knew very little about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? I was really operating from ignorance and just. And at the time, I was on. My father would always. My father would always send me books. He always loved. You know, he always loves reading. Mm-hmm. And before I so Ali Leroy Ali Leroy and I we do a podcast called Alias Smith and Leroy where we just we have intimate conversations like this mm-hmm. with, with people in black Hollywood okay. so like Debbie Allen or we talked to uh, John Ridley who, who wrote uh, 12 Years a Slave Because oh, so we just oh, wow. have those connections we've, we've, we've seen them out or we've worked with them like Debbie worked extensively on Everybody Hates Chris and she directed so many episodes nice. and she was just amazing
2: and she got our boy Jaleel White on there he's been on this podcast we would three love times yeah. Jaleel on. Me yeah. him, i Jaleel. I gave Jaleel the business
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> in an all star basketball game Really? Oh, Laugh-a-palooza. Can I tell the story real quick? Absolutely. I, I scored, I think I was MVP, I don't remember, but I got two dunks, and, uh, and you know as the story goes on, I got four dunks. <laughs> And Jaleel's mad competitive and he's so in shape yeah. and he was like trying and I was in the best shape of my life at this at this time. It was Laughpalooza in Atlanta at Morehouse and um, he's checking me he's trying to D me up. Yeah, he I'm,
2: played with like the NBA players. Family Matters shot on the lot where Space yeah. Jam shot. So he he can used ball. to fucking play yeah. with the NBA stars. He can yeah.
0: ball. So he came to the dude that was giving the most business on the other team which was me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> killing it. Um, I think they beat us but I got I don't remember, Rodney Perry threw me an alley-oop. It was, it's legendary as far as <laughs> please a comedian. Tell me,
2: please tell me you dunked in his face and go, oh, shit, did I do that? I <laughs> wish I
0: did. did. I do that? I wish I dunked on him and did that. But here's, here's the crazy part. We both had the same flight out. Yeah. And so yeah. we saw each other in the lobby area, you know, waiting for the plane. And, right. he, and he starts talking shit again because he's a shit talker. Right. And I didn't know this about Jaleel. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man, I gave y'all. So we talking shit. Then we get on the plane. This motherfucker walks to first class. I walked to seat mm. 58C. <laughs> I was like, uh, I yeah. lost that battle. There yeah. were 52 seats oh on the plane, my, by the right. right. way. So yeah, I right. was outside <laughs> the plane. Then we get on. off at the same time, and he had somebody waiting for him with a sign and shit. Mm-hmm. And I had to walk to this is at the time when you would, uh, I had to walk to that fucking shuttle. Yeah. Take yeah. me to the lot. I was uh, like, I see.
2: Uh, oh, Jaleel won. Son of a bitch. <laughs> he won the game of life. Yeah, but every
0: time I see him, it's like, what's up, man? What's yeah, up, man? I mm-hmm. gave him the business. Dude, yeah, for sure. We'll make that happen. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Oh, wait. So the podcast
0: is on the. Uh, alias Smith and Leroy. Okay, cool. Yeah, alias Smith and Leroy, and we talked to it, it was great conversations. Gina Prince-Blythewood who wrote and directed um Love and Basketball. That's one of my favorite Beyond movies. Lights. Yeah, yeah, man. I got, oh, I'll for sure listen to that one. Yeah, we got yeah. access, man. And so we're having conversations with people that are just more than a soundbite. So you're just getting to right. hear their story and and it's doing really well, but Ali Leroy um was a comedian. And he, he branched off into writing. He was the the showrunner of Everybody Hates Chris. And he sent me a text. He's real mysterious, dude, man. Really nice dude. He was the best man in my wedding. Like nice. we're friends. Like I love this guy. But it, but prior to that, he was just always real mysterious. And he would he would text me. He was like, yo, um, no no no, this way. I was I was on the phone, uh, booking a college gig. Cause that's how I made a living for years. Mm-hmm. And I saw an unknown number. Of course, this Batman motherfucker would have an unknown number. <laughs> I don't click over because that's never been good for me. Yeah, unknown right. numbers is always some weird shit. So I don't So like a it. bill collector or yeah, yeah, but I had that feeling, like yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Let, let me see what this is. So I listened to the message. Hey, this is the offices of Ali Leroy. Uh give, no, no, it was Ali. Hey man, call me back. I wanna know if you this is what he said. I wanna know if you want to come uh act with Chris Rock in this thing I'm doing. That was the message. I go, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm I call back. Voicemail, shit, and I'm hitting them up like, "Yo, what's up?" I get an email. We found somebody. Fuck, this is for the pilot of everybody hates Chris, so I don't get on it. They hired another guy, so uh, I secretly want the pilot to fail. (laughs) I'm not (laughs) on it, but it keeps getting all this press, and I go, "Of course, it's gonna be successful." Then I get a, a, email from Ali like, "Yo, call this dude and see if you can, you know, come act with Chris." That was in the morning. I don't get it till 7 p.m. because I was doing colleges. I was like, oh, I know. I missed it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I call him. He answers the phone, which he rarely does. He's like, yo, what's up? Yo, I got the email. He goes, yeah, man. Yeah, call, yeah, call this. Call the number. It's not too late? You ain't, nah, man. Call the dude. You good. So he got me a job reading off-camera voiceover because it was a voiceover yeah. show. So I was mm-hmm. doing Chris's voice. But my mom. I was doing that shit. And then one day, Like, I don't know, episode five or six, he comes over to me, goes, this scene ain't working. You got anything? And I was like, do I? (laughs) And so I had, like, no, because I would see stuff. Like, I'm an actor, too. So I would see stuff. And I go, oh, man, I would land better if she said that. Well, that line, he should say that line. Or maybe this, or the scene should be about this. And I would always write notes. And the reason why I did that is my dad sent me this book called The Alchemist. And and before I went on that set, I was so intimidated because I had never been on the set I was of a ask, single yeah. camera show on Paramount's lot. I did not know oh. how to behave, so I didn't know if I should be trying to meet people or if I should just hang in the background. Just... Yeah, and it's like and Alchemist, it was something that they said. I'm paraphrasing, but basically, if you sit in silence, all your answers, all the all the answers to your questions will be revealed. As opposed, to if you're going to, hey man, what's your name? Hey, Emma. Yeah. so. When I was on set, I would just be quiet because I would meet people or people would walk by and I was like, who's that guy? And you would hear somebody talk shit. I can't stand the way Brad come in here eating all the bagels. I was like, well, that's Brad. And i write <laughs> his name down. And he eats all the bagels. Yeah, that you know, bagel eating motherfucker. Ba- bagel yeah. eating bread, that's your nickname, yeah. man. You were looking yeah. for one. Yeah. yeah, And I would just be quiet and somebody else would walk by And they'd be like, man, he don't, that's the, uh, you know, that's the line producer. He don't like paying, motherfucker, gonna tell me. I was like, line producer. And then I would look on the call sheet what his name was, and I would write his name down. So when I was on set, I was like learning people's names without saying shit. And I did the same for my notes for the script. I would see shit, and I'd be like, man, I could be better. And I was learning how a script was written, and I would read the sides and read it and just look at, you know, the structure Just for your own, like, uh. Yeah, Yeah, like I was, I was blown away by how simple it was. It was like going from PC to Mac. Like, when you struggle, it's not like you gotta learn shit. I had to unlearn shit. Like, oh man, just the action line just said, oh, oh, it's right there. That's how I would've said it. Mm -hmm. Oh, and they just wrote
2: it. It was like, but again, it's having the confidence to speak up and like because you're just you're, yeah. you're you got to know your place too a little bit. But that there's was it. because there, there's the it's all about taking a risk and yeah. you're like, do I want to speak up? And then if they go, that wasn't funny, yeah. then that was your one shot. Man. One shot. Yeah. So Ali
0: says it was a line for Tashina, and I wish I remember the line. I'm sorry, I don't. But he goes, Yo, you got anything? I goes, Yeah, man. Tisha say this, and, then, and he laughed like he's mm-hmm. a real honest. His his antenna for comedy is just honest. Like if it's funny. He just laughs and, and he trusts that. And that's why the show is a success. That's great. He doesn't like go past that. He goes, yeah. shit made me laugh. Putting, he goes, yo, T, say this. They redo the scene. She says it. The crew laughs. Everybody oh. laughs. And I'm like, he looks at you, look you huh? Then Chris Rock appears out of nowhere. This is the first time I've ever, he's ever been on set. Yeah. He comes out of nowhere. And he goes, fuck that. Say this. And he gives her another line. Oh. They reset the scene. She does that. They laugh. So now I want Chris to like me. So I'm thinking, I got another one. Have her say this, and Ali laughs. Tashina say this. Oh God! So then, (laughs) whoa, (laughs) you're you're
1: you're playing a game of can you top this? Can you top this? Yes.
0: So then, she does it. They laugh louder than you know the other two. Chris go mm-hmm, say this gives her another line. They laugh, but it's Eh-huh. It wasn't it. It wasn't as yeah. dope. Was it right? clearly a like here?
2: Who's got a bigger dick at this point? Well,
0: <laughs> I don't know. To other people, because we're in Video Village, right? And Chris isn't over by us. He's over here. He's I, I'm, I'm I'm holding my hand like you can see me. We're we're at Video Village watching the scene, and Chris is off to our right. Video right. Village is where watching the director the and producers from, and writers sit yeah. to watch everything yeah. that's on, Yeah, yeah so the he'll monitors, fly yeah. in, give to Sheena a line, and fly back out to his. So he didn't really. Yeah. He said, "What's up?" But he he stood away from us okay. for whatever reason yeah. she doesn't uh, it was okay I should have shut the fuck up <laughs> but I wanted him and I was like hey, I got one more he's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. already down we do it this was your Mortal Kombat finish him, son yeah. I do it they crack up and Chris goes nah, I got nothing and I was like oh shit oh, like yeah. in my head He's about to be like, you, what's your name, kid? What are you, that's what you yeah. am
2: thinking. <laughs> here's the show business. <laughs>
0: right? That's what my dumb, gullible Ooh, ass was Write
2: my new special. Yeah, right.
0: yeah. and so then um, <laughs> at the end, everybody's like in this receiving line, like shaking his hand. And I had to catch a flight to do a college because they were so nice. They would let me do colleges on weekends that's, and shit. That's great. And so um, I had a red eye to catch. So I shake Chris's hand. When I shake his hand, he, he elbows me in the ribs with the other hand. He goes, what's up, nigga? like that, and, I, and I, I'm thinking I'm like hey Chris Rock called me nigga Chris Rock called me that's nigga that's the name of your next special I was, yeah. I was so happy man I'm driving I, I, I drive to the airport I'm holding the hand that he shook and shit mm-hmm. and when you walk in LA actually you know how they do the magazines yeah. was, yeah. he was on the cover of every magazine
1: I was like he just called me nigga like it's in my head. I'm on the plane people are like who's I, letting this schizophrenic I, on the airplane I'm like, I'm he's I'm holding his like, hand so up so in I the air
2: what's he yeah, gonna do with he that was hand.
0: called the funniest man in America like on the cover of the Dude, magazine call me nigga and yeah. i go i killed the college i'm like y'all ain't y'all don't know chris mom just called me nigga yeah, like yeah. i was, kill- I was ah. oh, good yeah you know and then you know that was my experience and they they trusted me a little more with my sensibility for for the show because I, I totally got it. and it was just a great learning ground man i learned so much about the personalities of writers i learned so much about the network uh, you know the creative, uh, dan- the dance between creatives and, and the studio and the network and just the
2: the onset experience is like you can't talk it's about the best it. Best acting else, school, man. it's right? the best
0: acting training. Absolutely, you cannot get that in the acting class because it's shit happening, man. While you trying to learn your lines and deliver your lines, this motherfucker's over there, you know you know setting up the next shot building the next set people are just they ready to go you know right. yeah i learned so much stuff like if you're bought on a show as a co-star a guest star they're not gonna shoot your shit first it ain't about you they're gonna call you in at seven yeah. in the morning and but they're gonna, gonna have you go you ain't gonna shoot your shit till they are racing against sunlight and everybody's mm-hmm. gonna be in a hurry yeah not, you just and then, learn and then you better be ready you better be ready yeah you better know your shit and so i used to try to help out as many comedian friends of mine that got bought on a show because they were coming at seven they hike. They learn their lines. They mm-hmm. eating lunch. They starting to lose their energy. They starting to lose their confidence. And man, what the fuck? I was here because it was new to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would tell them, look, we probably not gonna fuck with you till around four or five. So just know that we want you here because we want to know where the fuck you at. Like we would just laugh about it, and I would come run their lines with them, and they would come shine so they wouldn't get cut out the show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I had to learn that because some of my friends came on and they that would was, go, dude, that's big. And they you, get man. cut out the show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm like, yo, if you shine, that's great i want you to win you know what i mean i don't that's just i don't know how i was raised but it's like if you win that's good because then you want mm-hmm. it's going to help everything yeah right? and yeah. so it i don't want to see the show makes yeah you, man makes you
1: look good and then and yeah then, hey if the show's good you stay employed stay employed but i
0: look at comedians as family so it's like yeah. i want to help my family absolutely because i know what it's like i know what this could do for your career you out here like And you on and our show at the time was one of the hottest shows. Like it was like I'm on this set, like this is what everybody's talking about. Because you're on a lot, you're in a bubble. You don't know what people are talking about. Right. But you go out when we first came out, the first two years, it was everywhere. They put so much money behind it and it delivered. Mm -hmm. So this it meant shit to people. So I was like, I don't want you and I remember how I felt when I did Def Jam and I didn't my Def Jam didn't air. I felt like I wasn't black enough that shit hurt me for real yeah man wow. years later how often are black men thinking that you you think that in my first special I talk about being black is exhausting it's not hard because <laughs> we ain't being hung well, 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 let me take that back but yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's not like like a lunch break hung Now you know what I mean right. it's like the shit's still happening but not to the degree but it's just exhausting because you're always wondering what type of black to be Until you Mm -hmm. just go, man, this is me. It takes a while to go up. This is who I am. And once you own that, you end up, you realize, oh shit, I'm funnier just being who I always was than chasing after what I thought I should have been. But that's just a journey that I think everybody takes no matter what color you are, but just because I'm a black male, that was mine, you sure. know. How did you so. take that experience
2: writing for Everybody Hates Chris to when you got the Arsenio gig?
0: Oh man, Arsenio actually asked me to do it, and that was surreal as fuck. Wow. Because um Because do you watch Arsenio
2: like, yeah. dur- like during his first run?
3: Yeah. That
2: yeah. was like shit, man. I remember it being a big deal, but I mean, from a black man's perspective, <sighs> was that just like the I fuck? A- I mean, I remember watching Magic on it. And because he's my favorite basketball player, yeah. and I was like, "This is the coolest shit ever." Coolest also, shit ever. Arsenio just seemed
0: like the coolest motherfucker, the coolest ever. motherfucker ever, man, the most mm-hmm. charismatic dude. Yeah, Arsenio. And the, it was just you, motherfucker. He, he had one name, and you knew him. It was the <laughs> greatest shit ever. So when Madonna, had, Sting, my, Arsenio, Arsenio <laughs> come on, man! I had a personal, I had a vested Slater? interest in his success. Sure. Yeah, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted him to succeed, and then, um, um, uh, um people they asked me to come down and see a taping of the show and i and I, I saw it and then i was supposed to meet with arsenio and he goes like this oh him yo so when you start <laughs> i was like i don't have to meet he was like listen man just can you give me 13 weeks just give me 13 he was and, and i was like well i got this going on because i had a script deal at the time with warner brothers and i got this he said come on me just just give me 13 There's stuff i want to do mm-hmm. and i don't feel like i, could, I just need you for 13 and i was like fuck it, I'll give you 13. And yeah, that turned yeah. into a, a, a longer run, and he got renewed. Like, my goal was to get him renewed. There were politics behind the scene that, you know, I, I'm not going to fuck, I'm not going to speak on, because sure. I only know some of the story that sure. that, that happened. But, yeah, man, I, I was, it was amazing. Because I'm going to tell you, all on the record, Arsenio is one of the funniest motherfuckers. Like, he's far funnier than you've seen in that
1: um on that show, yeah. Like if you just give him a topic, well, I mean, oh my god, he's amazing. I mean, watch him at the comedy store, amazing. When he goes on stage and just kind of messes around, and it's just like, okay, yeah, Dude. this guy, this guy knows exactly what he's doing. Incredible. I, I, I love the fact that you're uh, that you have the writing career. Yeah. I mean, we just touched on a couple of things, Arsenio, yeah. Like you also did. Um, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Yeah, yeah man, that oh, was great. And first of all, did you ever meet Cube? Yeah, Cube was great, man. Cube
0: is somebody that you, you can't make small talk with. You really? know what I mean? Like what's that? You, I felt like I couldn't walk over to him like, man, the weather's crazy, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I had to have
1: something to say. He'd be like, you know? yeah, today was a good day. You're like, oh, shit, it's Ice Cube. <laughs> cube
0: nice. is so cool, man. And when he laughs, he laughs so hard. Like, he, he, what he said to me, how he loosened me up, because he could tell I was nervous around yeah. him. He said, he said, motherfucker, I'll be seeing you in them commercials and shit. Give me your autograph. Like, that was what he said to me. And after that, it was how like, it was cool, and so then I would be able to, like, give him a note and say, say this. And if he loved it, he would laugh so hard and couldn't wait to do it. Like, he was like, yeah, yeah, we got to do it. Like, he would be so excited That's great. about the work, man. It, fantastic. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. Yeah, Q was. A business savvy dude for sure, right? Amazing, yeah. man. Like, it, just it, it, so, so. I'm going to tell you this. Sure. Every great artist that I've ever come up with, they all are just honest, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I went to go see him at B.B. King's in New York. New York is uh, And when it comes to hip hop They snobs Right sure. And what's funny is Cube was getting older So the show started at 8 8.03 mm-hmm. Yay yay Cube came out <laughs> You were not waiting until 10.15 It ain't young Cube It's like so, Yo yeah. my feet hurt Motherfucker So it's, yay, not yay. Like, <laughs>
1: it's not like CP time going nah, like that Nah no, it's, Up it's in the club Eight oh three. get to it like, Yay yay, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Done by 9.15 uh, I, I hope that's his alarm clock <laughs> I, I hope Ice Cube just <laughs> At yay, fucking
2: seven a.m. <laughs> yay, yay.
1: hit that. Yeah, <laughs> time to do it.
0: So yeah, man. So I, I I talked to him afterwards. I go, I loved the show, but I saw the crowd. But they weren't vibing. I wish I experienced Cube when he did the House of Blues out here because there would have been
1: people on the walls crying right because it's West Coast Coast, it's Ice Ice Cube man yeah
0: so I talked to him I have to go yo I saw the show thank you so much for the tics and he and uh, I said man I loved it man he goes uh, he goes really he goes I thought that was our worst show just for him to say that, wow. right? It's like, yo, you saw what I saw. Yeah, like they were just snob. They but they loved it, but they were just snobs, man. Right? They're just like
1: mm-hmm. they're just sitting there going, Biggie for life. Yeah, and you're just like, yeah.
0: dude, I, you could still like me. It's yeah.
2: okay. It we're, was it was. We're, that. So, we're just always our harshest critics, right? yeah, I mean, man. Was,
0: but I, just the fact that he said, I was like, oh shit, I didn't want to go up there, yo. I, they felt a little tight. Yeah, <laughs>
2: like I'm not gonna <laughs> no, say no, that. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you know it's
0: what I it's mean. Like that's Ice Cube. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I'm not looking for that. Because I genuinely enjoyed it. Like I i so i said i loved it yeah, yeah. and he was like yeah I, you know i thought that was our worst show i was like wow son that's why you are known to everyone because you're just honest yeah yeah the great performers i just wrote on the um guys choice awards you know? oh that's right yeah, yeah. how was but, it uh, it was fun man uh taraji p henson who i love man and uh and terrence howard uh they were great man and um they they some honest motherfuckers, man. They some honest <laughs> how how motherfuckers.
2: in with like uh, the entertainment uh, black culture are you like with, in as far with as, it?
0: like I mean like how I mean are you uh, I don't I don't know I don't know if people in black Hollywood are, like get Owen Smith like I don't know if they're like that but because I'm also I'm also an actor and a comedian like when I when I'm around uh, other black artists I have I think my face is recognized yeah hey, hey, mm-hmm. you know yeah. And, I, and I hope. I hope that when you saw my face it was making you f- laugh. Yeah. So when people meet me, they go, yeah, hey, I know I know I know you." Yeah. you we were at high school, right? Or that right. kind of shit. Yeah. Or, man, or they remember the commercials and like I went to an NBA game one time and all of the Denver players they were quoting my commercials when they were running past <laughs> me. Like, so so it's, it's incredible. so it's I great. think it's bubbling in that yep. regard, but I mm. want people to know me as a stand- stand-up's always been my first love, so I just right. want people to know me as a stand-up, I don't know how to do that. I just put the special. Well, keep
2: making dope specials. Yeah, man. here's
1: Thanks, how you man. do it. Go to Owen Smith. <laughs> is funny. Look, look, find a special. Good luck, everybody. It's five. It's five bucks, five and bucks. Uh, you, you, you you can see it. You can laugh at it, and you can get to know Owen Smith as a great comic and uh, this is why I love this
2: podcast too man it's like I mean those stories I I was I'm just so like we're we're with the comedy clubs like there's no time for you to give that backstory about your childhood and your mom and the impact on your life like that shit is so incredible man. to me man yeah. uh, do I know how to speak French <laughs> that's
3: true <laughs> that's true I couldn't
2: line. wait to raise my
1: hand <laughs> <laughs> I was like I know the answer to this shit uh, shit Owen, dude, uh thank you so much for thank coming you, man. man
2: thank yeah, you someday and I'll say this on record yeah. uh, you people so will so, so be a writer on a show uh-huh. and you'll give them a high five and they'll go uh, Owen Smith just called me up." Uh, and that's <laughs> that's all we, the time we've got folks thanks for being <laughs> on the awesome. show Rick. Show. That's the show about last night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray.